Hello, and welcome to StarkCast. I'm Joe Stark, and tonight I am talking with Brooke Doherty. What is up? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Did I pronounce your last name right? I should have asked you that first. <laughs> uh, uh, it's it, Well, because I'm Southern, I say it like Darty, like D-A-R-D-Y, okay. but it's not like it's not like Shannon Doherty where it's an O, but it's an A, <laughs> so it's more of an ah sound, um, but it's... I can't do an Irish accent, but I had someone from Ireland once like say it for me, right? So I can't do one either. I mean, it would sound horribly offensive if I tried. Because you know, it used to have an O on it at some point in time. Um, a cool thing when I was in Ireland, I got like one of the. You can get them all kinds of places, but just because we were there, that's I got it there about my last name and stuff, and I gave it to my dad, and it had an Amanda Darty on there, and that's my first name. Like it was talking about like in the lineage or whatever. And I was like, that's really crazy. Cause my dad just liked that name. It wasn't like that. It was a family name or anything. So really I thought cool. that was really cool. Yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> I've looked into some of that ancestry stuff before, and it's hard to trace with my last name being Stark because <laughs> it's, it's a somewhat common name like Miller or Smith. If you have German um, ancestry, it can mean uh, like strength. Right, right. And so, yeah, it's it, it gets a little murky, but <laughs> I, I talked to like a bunch of my grandparents and stuff, and um, we traced it back a little bit. My grandpa mm-hmm. on my Stark side said he's always like, "Well, it's Pennsylvania Dutch," and so I kind of looked that up. Oh, and yeah, there geez. were a bunch of Starks that settled in that area, and and there, there's a, a a coat of arms also that's pretty cool. It's got like a hand holding up like a severed bull's head, but I have no yeah. idea if that's actually in my bloodline or if it was just somebody <laughs> else named Stark. Nice, yeah. <laughs> So, um. so I stopped short of getting that tat the 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 <laughs> phrase from that tattooed because wouldn't it be hilarious if I got a tattoo from that? And it's like no, those are the asshole Starks. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so if anything, I should just get like winter is coming, right? Those would be better right, family yeah, words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you should just get the, the Game of Thrones stuff instead. <laughs> get a dire wolf tattooed in the in the middle of my back. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Tony Stark riding on it as Iron Man. <laughs> Holy shit, now you're talking. <laughs> It'd have to look like Falcor, like the luck dragon, though. <laughs> That'd be great. Flying <laughs> through the air like that. Oh my god. Did you ever see that family guy where Peter was riding him and Falcor's like, you're a little heavy, buddy? <laughs> like just yeah. dives and like, crashes into the ground. <laughs> I'm sure I have. Oh, my ex-husband, that's all he used to watch was Family Guy oh, <laughs> over, <wow. laughs> and over and over again. So I really have not watched it since. <laughs> I haven't watched it for a while. Um, when, uh, one of my friends that I used to climb with, when I'd climb over at his place and we'd like take breaks in his house, he'd always have it on. And he yeah. watched it a lot. So he'd be like, oh my God, this episode's great. You got to watch this. And But yeah, it's... If my kids walk in the room and see me watching a cartoon, they're immediately interested, and I definitely right. don't want them watching Family Guy, so that's no. just one of the ones that is like... And then I felt weird, like, saving them on the DVR, and it's like, I'm going to watch these by myself in the living room when everyone else is asleep. <laughs> it's like, shit, I got I to have better things to do with my time than watch, like, years-old episodes of Family Guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think, anyway. <laughs> there's one. The, there's one where it's got like a statue in the basement and a painting in the, like, it's just a tiny little short and like, there's a a painting in the attic and a statue in the basement and they're telling Peter to kill the other one or something like that. And one Mm -hmm. of them is, uh, Tom Hiddleston. 
is the statue, and then the painting is um, Sean Bean. <laughs> and they both just have one line, and I love it. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah, I like yeah. The, the different odd little things they, they throw in that show. It's definitely weird. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> speaking of crazy shows, I watched the first episode of Big Mouth last night. Yeah, I, I have not watched anything new in a while. <laughs> oh, it's so filthy. I mean, it was hilarious. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I've seen other people's reactions to it. It's like, I should probably get around to put it on my list of 8,000 things that I haven't watched yet. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't, like, I haven't even watched, like, the last two Marvel series on Netflix, so I haven't seen whether Iron Fist is good or not, or Defenders. (laughs) No, I'm in that same boat. I've watched, like, the first three episodes of each. I haven't watched any. You know what I have watched? I've watched episodes of Cake Wars because now they're on Hulu and I didn't have cable before. <laughs> I got Sling. This is what's bad. I got Sling because I didn't want to have to pay for the cable. But, you know, $100 for cable for nothing. And so I got Sling so I could watch, you know, my I, ha- I like some competition shows like Project Runway, uh, Face Off, Cake Cake Wars, stuff like that. So, you know, if you, like, make something, food or, like, you know, clothes or anything, I'll probably watch it. You know, if you're just, you know, sorry, Jake, you know, Big Brother, Survivor, I don't watch that kind of stuff. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Those kind of things. I don't don't care about those kind of things. But I've gotten to where I watch a lot. Like, it's back, like, when I used to be married and I would be at home and my ex-husband would be gone on, on his work trips and I would just sit there and watch TV cause I wouldn't have anybody to talk to. And it was, like, <laughs> you know, uh, property brothers or <laughs> house hunters oh. <laughs> or all that kind of stuff. And then like every other food show and it's just gotten really bad. So there are things that I could watch that might be better, but, um, Oh, all evening Alas. I was watching. I'm pretty sure it'd be reruns, or no, maybe it's fairly new. I don't. I don't keep up with the Food Channel enough, but it's been like a Halloween baking championship or yes. something like that. Yeah, those are it's the got new ones. Freaking Jeff Dunham, like oh no, the, those are the, that's the puppet last comic. Season. Yeah, yeah, he, and I'm like, season. I'm like watching this. I'm like, how do I know that guy? <laughs> He's I'm so like, different. I'm like, and that's then he the has the puppet, puppet like, guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and he brought yeah. it out, and I confirmed it. I was like, it is the fucking puppet guy. That's exactly how it was for me, because I watched that one this year as they've been showing it, and I was like, who is that guy? Because I didn't have, <laughs> last year, I didn't have any kind of cable or anything. And then he's got the puppet, and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so dead behind the eyes for most of it. <laughs> It's like, but it's like he's Daddy's not got quite, a mortgage. God, he's not quite as annoying without it, uh, with you know, w- without the puppets. But um, I guess you know, I guess he ha- the least racist puppet. I don't know. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. My dad. Oh, my dad. And my stepmom have seen him um, at the state fair or whatever, and I was just like, no, thank you. Don't buy me a ticket. <laughs> if anybody out there likes him, that's that's your business. But. No, thank you. I don't. <laughs> the first um, time I saw Spark of Insanity, I thought it was funny. But then, like, he had, like, a big blow up after that and mm-hmm. got really popular. And I didn't really care for any of his new stuff. Right. But yeah. th- there was one part on the show where he actually made me laugh out loud. And I was like, oh, my God, that's like, there's the comic in him. It's it's back. 
Right. But yeah. This, like this lady was it, doing tombstone cookies that had to hang on a tree, and she was like, "Well, my inspiration is my children, so I made these tombstones with my kids' names on them." Because what kid wouldn't want to wake up Halloween morning and see tombstone cookies with their names on them? <laughs> and right away, Jeff Dunham's like, "And a trip to the counter, <laughs> like a trip." I mean, <laughs> it's like I fucked like up that. what he said. It's like a, a, a trip to uh, therapy or something like that. <laughs> It's yeah. Every now and then, it seems because it's sort of like he's gotten like into this. I must do what the people like. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a little zombie or something. But now, no, now it's Jim Jim Henson, Jesus John Henson. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that really is a holiday or a Halloween baking championship. (laughs) I just use a Ouija board (laughs) for Jim Henson. You know, it'd be fucked Um, up as if they were using him as a puppet. Oh my god! I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. I offended somebody. <laughs> That's what he would have wanted. No, That's what he would have wanted done. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> no, it's John Henson. He used to host Talk Soup after Greg Kinnear. Okay, if yeah. If you ever remember Talk Soup, he had like the white spot in his ha- on his hair. The skunk spot is what they called it. And um, I think we have the same birthday. But I always liked him on that show when I was a kid. And so then I saw him and I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's still working. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he's on now. (laughs) He's still collecting paychecks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's always nice to see. (laughs) (laughs) When do you see former like soup hosts like on the con circuit? Can they get a booth? No. Yeah, no. I mean, there's, you know, Joey from NSYNC and stuff. Why not? Wow. <laughs> but they did the ones that are, the it's a couple from NSYNC and a couple from Backstreet Boys. And they did like a zombie Western movie or something at one point in time. Oh, wow. So I guess that sort of lends them into not just popular music, but also like, the other sort of pop culture genre that cons usually are, but there's always, <laughs> there's like wrestlers and shit stuff now too. But I guess, you know, cause they're kind of acting. Well, you know, you know, that's like they're acting and stuff, but, and, and rehearsed and all that kind of thing. So then they sort of fit in like with the realm of just like, reg, you know, other kind of like scripted television and all that. Just, it's dangerous if they're not in the right spot, you know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Like, I can't imagine. You could do all that choreography, but if somebody just doesn't stand on in the right place at the right time, like, someone's going to get hurt really bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's a little, um, it's a little, hmm, the words are right on the tip of my tongue. I'm going to abandon that and go with a different one. <laughs> it's it's a little unfair <laughs> for people to say that wrestling, but professional wrestling, it's like, oh, it's fake. It's like, yeah, but those people are insanely agile, powerful, talented. I mean, it's pretty impressive that they're able to do that sort of stuff. And it's got to freaking hurt. I mean, you got to go back just hurting every day. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, it's not my kind of thing, but I, I definitely, for people who really do that, I definitely have some sort of respect for them because it's not easy. <laughs> it's, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's not like high school wrestling where they're just, you know, where they don't know what the other person's going to do, but it's still, they can still get just as hurt because they do crazy stunts and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was actually earlier just texting with Paul Hart. I'm going to get him on again pretty soon. 
Um, oh, good to make everybody cry again. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh my goodness. But um, no, apparently, I don't know how this didn't come up when he was on the show. But like, he said that he used to do uh, like amateur professional wrestling type stuff. Nice. And I was like, "Are you fucking serious?" Like, yeah, I'm gonna get you back on as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever the fuck you call it. <laughs> no, I know. I, it it sounded just... stupid as soon as it came out of my mouth. But <laughs> I'm not, you I'm not peddling any sort I of fucking it. degrees with this show. <laughs> if you want to get smart listening to this, fucking good luck. <laughs> You'll get James back on. That'll help. <laughs> no shit, right? Hey, Joe, you shut the fuck up and let the guy with the PhD just rap. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> Oh, hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, before we started recording, you were um, kind of telling me about one of your next podcast projects coming up. Yes, yes. Yeah, of course, because he just million. asked me how <laughs> Joe asked me how I was doing. And then I was like, oh, pretty good. I'm going to be podcasting all this week. Uh, <laughs> um, me and Emily Susan is is how she's listed in the Army Um uh, just because she works in public places, so she doesn't always uh, have her real name on there. Um, well, that is her real name. You know what I mean. No, I know what you mean. She doesn't have her last name on there. <laughs> oh, with some of the shit that I've gotten into on this podcast, I'm like, how many people at work know I do this shit? <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> uh, right. Anyway, carry on. Um, she she and I have been friends for 15 years. So. Oh, cool. We tried to do a podcast several years ago, and it was kind of weird because she worked at a library at the time, and she was in Central Time like you are, and then I worked like a regular like desk job, so I'd get home at like 5.30 like I do now, and by the time she would get home from work, sometimes it would be so late for me, we couldn't always podcast or whatever, yeah. um, and she'd really wanted to be doing it again. Um She's just moved about a year ago, and she's finally gotten settled in. Um, she quit a terrible job she had, and so now she's in a better job, and now she's like, I really want to get back into it. So, you know, she's been volunteering when people ask for, for people to be on stuff. So she did a podcast with me and uh, Spoiler Steve for the, his MCU stuff and then we kind of talked about it then that we were going to do this because i wasn't going to say it because we hadn't like figured it out yet but then she mentioned it <laughs> she said well me and brooke are we good technical difficulties <laughs> i'm sorry about that <laughs> fucking disconnected the call <laughs> like you were talking i was like oh my god what button did i hit <laughs> Oh, God. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so it doesn't okay, matter. Yeah. I was going off, off base, all way <laughs> off the train, derailed. That's how I do. That's terrible. I'm so uh, sorry about that. <laughs> so she mentioned it, and so then I decided we should probably try to do this sooner since she mentioned it. Um, uh, Agatha Christie. They're doing some Agatha Christie. Uh, mi- uh, what are they called? Uh, miniseries. For Amazon Prime. So her first book that they're going to do is Ordeal by Innocence. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, I was like, that sounded wrong, but that's right. And <laughs> so it's going to be three episodes. Um, and so we're going to recap that. Uh, and in the meantime, so we're going to do that through like just a straight, you know, uh, feed, you know, on iTunes and all that. And I had said that I wanted to do um do one that's like 
episodes of TV shows that are inspired by Agatha Christie that aren't necessarily like crime shows or like murder mysteries. Even though I found a couple of some other shows that actually sort of fit more into that realm, but don't usually follow that kind of format. Uh, but because when I was a kid, Golden Girls and Saved by the Bell both did episodes where they went on murder mystery weekend at, you know, like a hotel or whatever. And so since I've been a kid, I've wanted to do that. <laughs> I've never got to do that, but I've always wanted to do that. And uh, so I don't know if we're going to start with one of those. Uh, we just sort of talked about it today, that, and we're going to try to record one tomorrow. Uh, but we're going to do that sort of as bumpers. And then when the other one comes out around Christmas, we'll do the each individual episode. And then we'll go back to doing to our list of TV shows. But there's, and if anybody knows of any TV shows that have, you know, like even if it's just the name is sort of based on an Agatha Christie book or something, or somebody's reading Agatha Christie, or it has her in it because there's an episode of, of Doctor Who where she, she's a character. Um, I looked at, I found there's some that are the Jeffersons, oh, which no is way. exciting to do. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, there's an episode, my favorite episode of The X-Files is sort of that kind of framed that way where they're in, like, a circus and there's a murder mystery. Which, you know, there's always, like, murders and mysteries and things in their show, but not in that same sort of format. Um, so I thought that one might be a good one to do. Um, but uh, I have a long list. And then probably when Murder on the Orient Express comes out in a couple of weeks, we'll probably try to see it and just do a little bit on it too just because she's she's pretty excited um that trailer looks great i watched i saw it uh two or three times just watching tv with my wife earlier right i love i love kenneth brana when he does stuff you know directs and stuff um so i'm excited about that um it should be good i hope so (laughs) so we'll see it looks really good yeah they cut a really good trailer you know how trailers can be deceiving sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I wish I could do like the cough and say a word because I would do like Suicide Squad, but I've already got too much phlegm in <laughs> me that that could be dangerous. Sorry. Oh, I've been enjoying your Cos Buddies uh, podcast. We, I think you got what just the one episode out so just far. Just the one. Yeah, and then yeah, I really enjoyed uh, that with Maribel. It wasn't yes, and it wasn't gonna this time. It's not gonna Eric's not gonna be in it unless I can get him to record a little bit for me. Uh, just because we were having some hard times getting everything all together for us to do this one, um, but I had a special guest on it, and um, I didn't tell anybody, so I didn't get any like questions or anything for him. Uh, but I should have it up. It'll probably be after this, so somebody will listen to this and then listen to that uh, tomorrow because I didn't get a chance to do it tonight. Uh, but it was Rebecca Daling, so she went to New York Comic Con and she had a really cool experience. And she actually dressed up, whereas I went on Thursday of, of New York Comic Con and didn't dress up. So I thought, you know, I just have my regular con experience. And then she dressed up, and so I asked her to do it. And then she had a neat experience happen while she was there. After I'd already asked her to do it, so I wanted, you know, to record that for people who maybe didn't see her posts about it um, and kind of get, like, perspective from her since she's sort of new to the con scene and everything. And uh, we had a pretty good talk. It, it was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, she and I are going to be doing the the Captain America version, um, 
uh, scenic cast tied to the MCU on Sunday. So look out for that next week because that (laughs) should be interesting. It'll be me, her, and then Cindy, who's my roommate. Um, And Emily, I think, is going to join in because Steve thought that Emily said that we were going to hang out Sunday. And I said, no, we're going to hang out like in two weeks. (laughs) she thought she was going to be here with us you know because we live two hours away from each other and so then he sort of so he invited her and she was like sure and it's so it's going to be like a gaggle of girls talking about this movie um three of which are the uh, chris evans fan club basically (laughs) Uh, excellent (laughs) so rebecca said that it's going to be mostly giggling too and i just thought that was amusing and that's all people need to hear is just uh, hours upon hours of me giggling about things. <laughs> yeah, you guys all giggling about how dreamy Chris Evans is. <laughs> well, I mean, he is. I, I <laughs> love Chris Evans. Like this, this is no joke. Like I, the first time I saw him was in not another teen movie when it right? came out. Yeah. I'm like that boy is cute, <laughs> and that was sort of the end of it. Like I, from then on, I loved him so. So, yeah, he's my celebrity crush. I have a hard time arguing with you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and I think I freaked Steve out because I was like, I was like, but Haley Atwell's in it, too. And I guess she's sort of like one of my other celebrity crushes. So it might be bad. Right. (laughs) Those pictures that they put on the Supercast page almost gave me a freaking heart attack. (laughs) She is amazing and when she posted those on instagram she she put a hashtag that said if you harass me i will out you (laughs) good (laughs) i'm like i love her so much and she's just (laughs) and i love it how she'll just you know like she's she's you know dresses up and looks really feminine and gorgeous and sort of old hollywood sometimes and sometimes she's not but inside her head she's just a big dork and she's not afraid to tell people that she feels like a dork and that's amazing. Like that I is, want, that is awesome. I want her to be my best friend. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Cindy, but she already knows that because she would she would drop me to be her best friend too. I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, funny. But we met we met her and Chris in New Orleans at a Wizard World. Um, we were like, let's go do it. We don't know when we'll get to meet Chris Evans ever again. And so there's there's this awesome picture. I still have it as my backdrop on my computer, and it's been almost two years. And it's Haley looking sad, and then me and Cindy are in our cosplay. Cindy is dressed as Cap, and I'm dressed as Agent Carter. And we've got our arms linked with Chris, just like grinning at him. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, uh, yeah, like we walked up, and I was like... I point at him, I go, or I point at her, I go, you, look sad. I point at him and I go, you, link arms with us. And they went, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And Haley, like, stood back while we got into position and then, like, really easy, just, like, slid up right behind Cindy, like, looking all sad and everything. And it was the greatest thing because I was pointing her direction so I could see her do it. And I was trying so hard not to laugh. That's awesome. (laughs) Oh. It's great. I've never met like a celebrity like that. I've never been to a con before. Oh, and you're coming to C2E2 though, right? That is the plan. Yeah. And and I'm going to have the Cedar Rapids one before that. And Cedar Rapids is only like 10 minutes away from where I live. Right. 
and uh, Jason Aaron's going to be at that one, so I'm looking forward cool. to getting some books signed because I got a shitload of his books. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's so, awesome. th- so that one will be in I think February, and then C two E two is what in May, April or May. April. Like it's the first week of April this year. Usually, it's at the I- near the end of April, but it's going to be like the fourth, fifth, and sixth or something like that. Cool. So it's earlier this year, which is kind of frustrating, but. Um, no, I like I love Doctor Who and I have a book that looks like River Song's diary that I I like altered a regular book and made it like put leather on it and stuff and 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 made it look like her diary and I have people sign it. So I have just Doctor Who signatures alone. I have probably 25. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. So I've done a lot of that and I draw little pictures in there with it and that's what I was doing at New York Comic Con is I didn't know when I would get to meet Peter Capaldi because I don't know, like after Christmas, he's not the doctor anymore and there's going to be a new person as the doctor and it's going to be a woman and um, I'm excited except for there's a new showrunner so I don't know if it's all going to be completely different or what's going to happen. Um, but I'll I'll go with it, you know. Um, and so I wanted to go, I wanted to meet him and I'm like, I don't know where else he's going to be. I could have enough time. I can take off a couple days. I'll see if Rebecca will let me stay with her. And so I did that. And then, of course, the only like flight that I can get that I could pay for was like Wednesday night to Saturday morning. So basically, she was at work Thursday and Friday, and I only got to see her at night, <laughs> which was so sad. Um, but we want to try to go again, like me and Cindy go, because sometimes she goes for work. Um, cause she actually works for a place that sells Broadway tickets. Um, like one half of the company sells, uh, the touring shows. It's called Broadway across America. And the other half is Broadway.com and they sell just New York. And she's, uh, like a senior lead of the Broadway.com group. So, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, so they send her, yeah. So they send her for like, um, supervisor training and stuff. Cause she does, Half the time she's a supervisor and half the time she answers the phone. Um, you know, if they could, if they could probably, if they could make her work twice as much so that she could do both just as much, you know, 40 hours a week each and <laughs> didn't have to sleep, they probably would because she's so great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. Have you seen that meme where it's like, I'm so good at my job, I get to do other people's jobs too. Right. <laughs> right. Because she is really good at both, both things, but you know, <clears throat> At least she can help train people to make them better. So I guess they've got that. But um, yeah, she gets she went. She's only gone once. She was supposed to go another time. Well, she thought she was going to go another time, but then they had like a a freeze, like a a traveling freeze, so they didn't send anybody anywhere. Um, so she didn't get to go. But she went in June, and hopefully she'll get to go again next year. And maybe I'll either go when she goes, or we'll try to just go for a weekend so we can hang out with Rebecca and you know Janine too, probably. Which I saw for a total of like two or three minutes, and that was it. Oh wow! She came, she came home while we were doing the supercast, and yeah. I gave her a hug. And she said hi and everything on there. And then um, she goes, when are you leaving? I said, tomorrow morning. She goes, oh, give me another hug. <laughs> and that was it. And she went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So um, I was glad I got to see her. I hadn't seen her the whole, you know, the <laughs> other 36 hours I was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a lot of fun recording with you and Becca on uh, oh, on uh, the Supercast. That was such a crazy episode. Us and 18,000 other people. 
<laughs> all the jokes that Vitaly was making. <laughs> all like, so oh, Rebecca's got Brooke tied up in the other room and she had to go oh, tighten down the knots. <laughs> so ridiculous. So hilarious. I love it. Because um, <laughs> like every time somebody would go to talk to one of us, we were doing something else because I was trying to pack and then she was trying to make us like we had gone to eat dinner. We like ate like burgers before we got home but then we were both hungry again because you know it was like a 12 hour podcast <laughs> so then so then every time somebody would be like Rebecca or whatever then she's like in the kitchen or then somebody say something about me or something and then it's like oh wait <laughs> or we have it muted this is ridiculous <laughs> oh, it sounded anyway. like a lot of fun on that side of the microphone though it was we we had a lot of fun together. I can't like if we had had a lot more time together, it it might have gotten dangerous. It was so funny though that Thursday night when we went out to eat with uh, Bernie and uh, Sage and Stephanie, um, which Rebecca and Bernie were and and then Rebecca and me were the only people who had met each other before. But then I had met Bernie on Wednesday night, so. She sort of, it was weird because we had other people who were showing up and uh, most people ended up being linked to Becca because then Stephanie met Becca and then I came in and then we all went to dinner. Um, so uh, it was it was funny. She's sort of like the, the common link to us besides, you know, PCL. And um, we had so much fun. And like we talked about goofy stuff and we talked about serious stuff and we had so much food. And the you could you do you eat uh, family style there, so they they serve you based on how many people you've got and they bring all kinds of things. There was like uh, oysters and pasta and steak and shrimp and prosciutto and this cheese stuff that was really good and it was just and pizza, like all kinds of stuff. And and they also gave it was unlimited like wine and sangria and beer too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and so um I had a little bit to drink. I just don't drink a whole lot just in general. Just I just don't. Um I can drink a little more than you expect me to because I'm tiny, but or at least height wise, I'm like five feet tall. Um but I just don't really drink very much. And Becca had a little bit more, I think, to drink than she realized. And so we were like uh, on Facebook living to everybody. And she was laughing. She was giggling so hard. And we're just walking down the street. And then we get off of there and realize we were going the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a fun night. And then we got to it end was- it with that crazy recording. That was that was the next night. That was on Friday night. So Thursday night we had the dinner. Oh, like Wednesday night we went to a bar with Bernie and then met his friend and then went to White Castle and ate White Castle on the train on the way home. <laughs> nice. And then Thursday we had that big dinner that was really good. And then Friday we had burgers and stuff again and then did the podcast and then ate our leftovers and stuff from <laughs> from the uh from the Italian restaurant. So like there was this uh, cheesy, this like cheesy uh, pasta stuff that they gave us. It wasn't, it wasn't like ravioli, but it was some sort of like folded pasta with like cheese and stuff in it. And so she warmed that up, and then she put like broccoli and stuff in hers, and then put the rest of the steak in mine, and it was so great. <laughs> like that I don't need awesome. vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I love me some sautéed broccoli. Uh, sautéed broccoli. Oh, Cindy. Oh. If you ask Cindy, her favorite food is broccoli. Yeah, she knows then what the donuts. hell she's talking about. Yeah, broccoli then donuts. Those are her favorite foods. <laughs> that's that's an interesting. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, all of mine are like, oh, I love donuts and I love French fries and I love pizza and like everything that's terrible for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> well, you made me wait while you ate a bagel before we started recording. So, I mean, that's not too bad. <laughs> no, that's not too bad. Because uh, <laughs> I couldn't figure out what I was going to eat. And I'm like, I don't have enough time to actually make anything. Because <laughs> I took a nap. So that, you know, because I was tired. I was really tired today. Since I took a nap at lunch and everything, I was still really tired. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I'm a big fan of naps. Right. And so I took a nap. Oh, and that was what part that we talked about earlier is that I took a nap at my desk. I lay my head down on my desk and <laughs> sleep on my desk. Um, so that's exciting. Um, <laughs> but I came home and I took a nap and then my alarm went off and I'm like, nope, I'm not getting up yet. So I reset my alarm. <laughs> not thinking that I also had to take a shower because if I waited till after this to take a shower, my hair would be like all over the place and I wouldn't be able to do anything with it tomorrow. So. <laughs> it's like I don't have an outlet in my bathroom so I can't use a hair dryer unless I come into my room and that's just that's just too much for me <laughs> how do you not I'm have too... an outlet in your bathroom I don't know <laughs> that's I, gotta I be no some idea. sort of code <laughs> like, right what the fuck? I mean th- this building that we live in was built in 82 they put outlets in bathrooms in I would assume you think so right outlets- there are outlets in the bathrooms in the houses I grew up in, and they were all built in the 60s or the 70s, you know, like, this one's just as old as I am. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, there's usually one somewhere in proximity to the sink. It's usually like a GFCI outlet. Right. I mean, that's weird, but... <laughs> yeah, Cindy's got one <laughs> in knows? her... And Cindy's got one in her bathroom, and she's got this Captain America nightlight that I gave her. Well, what that outlet is tied to the light switch so she the night light doesn't work at night because she has the light switch off what yeah i'm like holy shit not, you got some not, weird wiring going it on is really place. weird it is really weird like this place was condos but now people rent them out some so i don't know if it was supposed to be just an apartment building and then they decided to make it condos because like we don't have our hot water heaters in our apartments or anything yeah. Nothing. Well, I wonder if it's your like bathroom was at one time just like a really big walk-in closet. No. Like, yeah, let's I, plumb some shit a- up into here. <laughs> but let's not do any well, wiring. Like, what the hell? I have a walk-in closet right next door to it. And all the other ones that I've seen in the pictures are just like it. Because some of them are for sale. And, um, like, it's a really good part of town. And it's really, it's, it's, uh, it's really close to the interstate, but is not. Crime-wise, it's not bad. You know, like, next to the interstate, it's usually kind of bad. But um, over here, this is not. And it's usually really quiet, except for the garbage guy comes at, like, 1 in the morning. So that's really annoying because it's right outside my room. Yeah. (laughs) I suppose shit's got to get done, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, And we're right next door to a daycare, too. So, And they have different garbage disposal people but they come at the same time so one will come 
like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and the other one will come like Tuesday, Thursday. <laughs> oh, great. So it's just always making <laughs> big diesel yeah. trucks, <laughs> yeah. compacting trash outside your exactly. window. Yeah, every day. So one is either, it's like there's one right in front of my window or the other one's like 50 feet away. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure, right? Yeah, because the, th- the only thing that's in between them is the driveway to get out of our building. Because you have to drive up a hill and go behind our building to park. And it's like the parking lot of death. It's the worst thing ever. But <laughs> I deal with it. Like, I- I'm the only one that drives and we only have one parking space. So that's not a big deal. So I don't, you know, um, there's a bus stop right in front of our apartment building. And so that's great. Since Cindy rides, Cindy rides the bus a lot. Um I really, I mean, there's, uh, you could look it up online that we have like a historic water tower that they still use. Uh, and I can, I see it every single day, like when I'm going to get on the interstate because it's like three blocks from our apartment and there's festivals and stuff down there. Like they had, they had a festival one weekend, um, where I th- Kiefer Sutherland's band was there. Kiefer Sutherland has a band? Yes, yes. I'm pretty sure that's who it was at that one. And Stevie Nicks was there. Like, it was some sort of, like, blues and bourbon or something. Yeah, he has, he has like, a band. But I couldn't remember if it was him or if it was Kevin Bacon, because I think he's been here at one of the things, too. Um, then, the, the weekend before, the weekend after, they were, like, right in a row, was one called Louder Than Life. So they're, like, more, like, hard rock bands or whatever, you know, like. I can't think of anybody who was there because there's people that I know that wanted to come see it, but it's not like anybody I listen to. <laughs> so I can't remember who they were. Crap. I will eventually. I'll just shout out like somebody and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then it'll be like, what is that name of that band? No, is I can blog? totally relate. I, I do that with, with bands. Like when I was younger, music was one of the most important things in my life. And I remember yes. I would give my dad so much shit because I grew up with his record collection, but when I'd ride around with him in his truck, it was, we were listening to fucking AM radio. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, dad, how is it that you used to listen to all this great music and now all you do is listen to people talk and now it is the exact same with me, only it's podcasts <laughs> instead of AM radio. I'm like, I I'm like wow, about I really podcast. did turn into my fucking dad. <laughs> yeah. I never thought about podcasts replacing like talk radio. Oh Yeah. It's, it's well, so I don't much know better. why I never thought about that. Yeah. It's so much better. So. It's, it's on demand. The, you don't have to deal with um, with ads or boring content. It's, oh, it's fucking sometimes awesome. Sometimes you do. I hate well, it when they get popular and then they get popular and then they're like, oh, we've got to, we've got to, you know, we've, we've got to put ads in here because we have to. Oh, that's like, one of the first things that people no. always ask me, like when they find out I have a podcast, they're like, oh, do you like, make money off that? I'm like, no. No. Well, what do you got? What do you got to do to make money off it? I'm like, well, I'd have to like, you know, number one, I would have to get a lot more downloads. <laughs> yeah. And number two, I would then have to have like a sponsor of some sort, and then I'd have to read, you know, their their yeah. freaking bullshit copy or whatever. And it's like, and then I'd have to subject sub, subject my listeners to that shit. Yeah, I hate it. Like there are some that I stopped listening to because I didn't want because they'd be in the middle of things. Yeah. Like I like I love Neil deGrasse Tyson, but I couldn't. 
Oh, Once he start, started doing that on Star Talk, I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, it's that's it's really hard to listen to. That. It has to be a really fascinating subject for me to listen to it, and then like yeah. I'll get on a kick and maybe spend up to half a day listening, and then in the end, I'm like, this is I have to spend way too much time fucking with my phone and hitting the 15 second skip button. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just and... like counting it by fours and just trying to like time travel a minute at a time through this episode. Yes. Right. <laughs> like. um uh, I do. I listen to Doug Loves movies, and he usually does one when I don't know if you're familiar with it, but uh, it's Doug Benson, and he does like movie trivia, like ask questions about movies and stuff to other comedians. Mm-hmm. And um, you, and people in the audience take a name tag. Usually, it's a pun on a movie. Like mine would be Empire Strikes Brook, or something. You know, that's awesome. <laughs> Which is not the one that I did when I was there. Anyway, um, I was like, that's what I, that's what I need to do the next time I get to go. Because uh, he comes to Cincinnati sometimes. So um, usually like once a year. So I'll probably try to go the next time he comes. Uh, but, you know, you'll do that. And then the comedians get to pick somebody. So when they go and do that is when they play, you know, him talking about mattresses or whatever. Uh, and sometimes he doesn't have a sponsor. Some weeks, he, some days he doesn't have one at all. And he'll just be like... There's no commercial today, but, you know, I just thought I'd say, hey, how are you doing? You know, whatever he says. And it's, <laughs> it's just really amusing. Um, the one the, that uh, Kevin Smith used to do, and this is the only way I can stand them, is like the way that Bill Burr <laughs> does them and like uh-huh. the way that like Joe Rogan does them, the way that yeah. uh, Kevin Smith was doing them. I dropped, I since dropped off Kevin Smith because it was like every 15 minutes he would interrupt the podcast with a commercial break. Yeah, that's frustrating. And I was like, this is just as bad as listening to freaking terrestrial radio, but it, with cussing and, and cum jokes right. and stuff. It's like, hey, you know, I so can spend like, the... I they can got spend me halfway the, there. <laughs> like, oh, so another podcast that I've done is called Picture It, and it's the Golden Girls. And so far, all we've done is all but like the last couple episodes of the first season because I've been – because Cindy's laptop broke, so then she didn't edit the last two that we did, and then we lost them. So then we did them again, and then I didn't do them, and so they're sitting on my computer. So eventually we'll do it. But we did all but like the last six. So we did – I don't know. what There's 24 maybe. We did like 18 of them in like 2015. Holy shit. (laughs) And then we did the rest of them. La, like la, you know when we moved in together or whatever except for those last two we did like in March or April and when we had to redo them and um, I've been paying for that every year since I got it and I hadn't been doing nothing with it so it's like I I don't have any <laughs> I don't have any sponsors or nobody because I have like 17 people who have listened to it you know <laughs> I mean we've had, awesome. I mean well, I guess with the 20 to 20 or 22 episodes or whatever we've got we had probably i don't know 600 downloads or something so that wasn't too bad that wasn't too bad um one of the episodes is actually just a little mini-sode and it was brian singing the golden girl theme to me from the 100th episode of pcl (laughs) that's fantastic Oh, I think it was the whole thing because he sang the whole thing and then it was me on there because I was like, I, it was like, you know, if you want to hear me on something else. Um, but yeah, it's weird that we live together now and now we don't have enough time to do it. But she works a job where her schedule is different every week. So it's kind of hard to do yeah. stuff because because um, like Jordan asked me to be on the Supercast on Friday and then I'm like, oh, Cindy, you're off. Do you want to did you want to go to the movies or something? Because I knew there were a couple of movies she wanted to see. So even though I want to do that, it's like 
I want to hang out with my best friend because I don't get to see her most of the time. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's rough when you work a swinging schedule like that. Yeah. Like she's got to work 12 hours on Saturday cause she's the manager on duty and, uh, everybody else goes home at five, but she's got to be there until the shows start in New York in case there's any problems and the theaters have to call. So she's got to work, you know, for extra three and a half hours with nobody there. Yeah, and, responsibility uh, sucks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> at least at least they pay her overtime for it. So Oh hell yes. And they get bonuses and stuff, which is pretty awesome. I'm like, I work for government. I'll probably never even get a raise. <laughs> 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 it would be nice if I do, but it probably won't happen. Um Oh yeah. And speaking of working for the government, if anybody ever watches uh or watches, it doesn't come on anymore, watched uh, Parks and Rec, like, I'm slowly becoming Leslie Nope, and I could not be more excited. <laughs> <laughs> I don't work for the Parks Department, but uh, <laughs> maybe one day. <laughs> they literally did have an assistant director job for the Parks Department open, though, and I just thought it was so funny. It was like, oh, uh... because, you know, we don't call them deputy directors, because that's what she was. <laughs> Yeah, I, I never watched that show enough to like really oh, retain, my God. retain anything from it. I love that show. Love that show. Like when I first moved on my own, it I lived here about four or five months before Cindy did because her, her lease wasn't up for a while. And then her roommate was going to move in with one of their other friends who was moving to town or something. Anyway, um, so I was just like, why don't you come live with me? Because both of us have really super crappy jobs. We worked at a crepe shop which was so good and they closed in december and i'm still so sad about it um but we all ended up i know a couple that owns a a gourmet crepe shop in iowa city it's fucking awesome yeah oh they gave us (laughs) sorry to interrupt you no i was like crepes crepes (laughs) crepes are good and we they gave us one of their crepe makers when when they closed because um, damn. yeah and they they gave them to like the few people that that were there for most of the time. Cause I think Cindy started working after they were open, maybe two months and they'd been open like six months when I started working there and I was working part time and going back to school. Um, cause I was going to try to get my master's degree and I need, and I could, and I was miserable at my full time job that I had. So then I was just working that part time job and, and taking classes and stuff. And what were you going to try and get a master's in? Um, I was going for, uh, art therapy. So I was going to be a licensed therapist, but I was also going to be certified in art therapy. Um, y- University of Louisville has that where it's both because there's, there's a school in my hometown that has art therapy, but you're not a licensed like psychologist. You are just an art therapist and that's all you can really do without maybe getting like sued or something. Okay. What all's involved uh, in art therapy? Um, well, what it would be is I would go through and do all of the regular, like, psychology classes to be a psychologist, and then I would also have some training in how to use, um, artistic means to, to get out, like, your feelings and, and to, to, to heal with that, because some people, some people don't do as well with talk therapy, with just being, a re- you know, with a regular therapist or psychologist or psychiatrist or whatever. And uh, I wasn't going to do medical school, so I definitely wasn't going to be a psychiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you know, I don't have to describe medic prescribe medication to people. Um, and, uh, but, uh, for some people it's better to, to be able to like draw or paint or whatever. And sometimes like there's kids, you know, like small kids, it works really good with them. Um, and sometimes there's, there are adults or kids, you know, whoever that might even be so traumatized that they can't really talk, you know, cause there's like people who've been so traumatized that they just don't talk anymore at all or just very little, or they don't want to talk about things, but they'll, you know, draw out their feelings or, or, um, you know, it'll get them talking, you know, cause I don't know if, how your kids are, but if you just ask them how their day was at school, they may or may not tell you. But if you get them doing something that they're enjoying doing, they'll talk to you more. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. So uh, that it's it's a it's a good tool to use, like to get kids to talk about what's what's wrong because, you know, I mean, I never went to therapy. My parents divorced when I was five. Their divorce was final. So, and I never went to therapy, and it probably would have helped me some. <laughs> But I, I guarantee I probably would have talked to people because I can't stop talking most of the time. <laughs> oh, you don't say. <laughs> I kid, I kid. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> I was telling Rebecca about that. I was like, I just, it's just so hard. Like, I just love, I like, I love to, to talk to other people. I like to find out things about other people. I like to relay stories about it because I don't feel like I have enough. I don't feel like I have a lot of important things or interesting things about myself, but I like to like talk to people and interact with people. And sometimes I'd rather talk to people than have silence because I don't want to, cause I, cause I have anxiety and everything. Oh, and so I ha- tell me about that. So I have all this stuff <laughs> in my head and I have ADHD. So it's like, so I have like high speed, like anxiety of things in my head, you know, like worries and all kinds of stuff, like flying through my head. So I like, you know, so I talk to myself when nobody's home, you know what I mean? Uh Like I just like just having, I always have stuff on for background noise. Like I work jobs where I like have to type and stuff and I still like listen to people talking on podcasts, you know, and I'm able to like, to not type what they're saying. You almost, Almost never. Like I'm really good at being able to like separate the two things. Um, but I just, that's awesome. Yeah. It's like, I have to have the background noise to focus in general with the ADHD, but then because my anxieties got so bad, it also helps with all to keep me from like thinking like crazy thought. Cause I'll lay in my bed and because I don't have any noise or I don't have anything to do and I'm trying to sleep, I'll just think about what if I fall down the stairs tomorrow and bust out my teeth. And I'm like, what is, what? <laughs> why am I worried <laughs> about this right now? Exactly. And so then I get really like freaked out because we live from the street. We live on the first floor. But like I said, there's a hill where we park. So when you come in the door from the parking lot, that's the second floor. And we have to go down the stairs every day. And they're a little steep. And so I'm afraid that I'm going to fall down the stairs all the time because I'd kind of have a fear of stairs. <laughs> yeah, definitely utilize those handrails. I do. I do. Um, and if they don't have them, make a phone call. <laughs> no, they do on both sides. They do on both sides. Um, it's like, they I'm have, pretty like, sure the, those are required. <laughs> yeah. Because on one side, they have like the metal sort of outdoor handrail, you know, like with the little, um, you know, with the little metal like spindles or whatever. Like it looks like it's wrought iron. 
Okay. It's painted though. Um, and then the other side is like the regular, like wooden one, you know? Um, but I always like hang on to it and go real slow because especially like some days I'm just so scared. Like I used to, the office building I used to work in, we were on the 11th floor and I would be sitting there. I was in a call center. I'd be sitting there on a phone call with somebody. And then all of a sudden think, Oh my God, I don't want to get in the elevator to have to go home and just be (laughs) frightened of the elevator. And that kind of stuff never scared me. D- I stairs shouldn't laugh at your anxieties. No, I'm so sorry. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine because it's ridiculous. It's only been in the last like three or four years. And um, I wonder what it would cause that to do. All of a sudden, you just start worrying about know. things that I, I would call those. See, in I'm kind of comparing this to my background in climbing. And in climbing, you would call that an irrational fear. Right. Right. <laughs> like I fall. I've, I'm, I'm really clumsy. So I've fallen down a lot of stairs. In my lifetime, a lot. And like, I I saw my life flash before my eyes at school one day when I fell down some stairs and I grabbed like the, the spindle thing on the, on the stair rail as I was falling and I caught myself. I was like trying to go to the office for something. Like they, <laughs> they called me to the office and I'm trying to like make it there, you know, kind of thing. And then I just stop and I'm like, kind of like halfway sitting on one of the steps and my legs are sort of like dangling in front of me. And then I'm like holding on to the, to the spindle. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> when I was in high school, <laughs> I remember uh, we had these really wicked, really old stairs to get down to the AP room hallway to go to the lunchroom. And I remember I had a, a class that was right next to it. And so I went, I got down there right away. And so that class was awesome that semester because I was always first in line. But I remember I was down there and you'd see kids trying to run where there weren't students or uh, teachers that would see them and bust them and then made them make them turn around and walk back and then walk the distance so you're guaranteed to be last in line. And there oh, was no. this one kid that was in the grade below me and he was huge, just a huge kid and like a full head taller than everybody else and just really big dude. And he got to those stairs and slipped and like tumbled all the way down them. Yeah. And so then I remember one of the teacher's associates that was kind of comfort him and like, Chris, are you okay? And he's like crying. And I'm like, oh man, he really fucked himself up. And then as I'm walking past, he's like, I'm not going to get a good spot in line. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh fuck, he's okay. (laughs) That's hilarious. Oh man. I derailed your story. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I mean, I even, well, it was just me talking about being scared of stairs. I mean, like I had a dream one night that I fell down some stairs and like hit really hard. And turns out I had rolled over in the night and slammed my shoulder into the wall. So like the pain and stuff I was having from the dream of like, you know, like I had pain and stuff and then I wake up and I'm like, my face is like in between, like the crack in the bed between the bed and the wall. Cause I used to have my bed up against the wall, um, when I was a kid and it was just like, and my shoulder was just up against the wall. My knee was too. And I'm like, Jesus, this is terrible. Yeah. That's weird to have like a physical stimulus, like in the real world, like your mind starts to rationalize why you're, you know, you're sensing this. Yeah. Yeah. I have lots of weird dreams all the time, like all the time. And <laughs> thankfully, like, I don't remember mine very often. Oh, I I always do. Like one night, um, so my best friend from back home, one of her other best friends lives here. So she brought. It was like there was three of us that used to always hang out. So she brought the other girl 
up here because they both live in my hometown. And then her other friend, he had moved back here because he's originally from Louisville and, and he used to live where we're from. And, um, so she had him come to our party, our Halloween party we had on Saturday night. I knew he was coming because he always, he always shows up at our stuff here because he lives here and she wants to see him and all that kind of thing, you know. And I had a dream the night before that with him in it. And I'm like, I don't ever talk to Ian. Why am I having dreams with him in it? And it was just because I knew he was coming to my house, I guess. Yeah, right. Um, but like the weirdest dreams all the time about, just whatever, like things that are totally like normal. But then I wake up and I know that it didn't actually happen because I'm like, I was supposed to be at my mom's house, but that was my grandmother's house or whatever, you know, like the, like it seems like it's super ordinary and normal or it's like really super fucked up. (laughs) Like there's not anything in between. (laughs) Yeah. I occasionally have a recurring dream that, it's it's always like a sense of building dread in the stream, but it's like Ooh. I'm in a house that I'm completely unfamiliar with, and when I go down to the basement, I always find like a tiny little door. But it's then, like the same house every time? Uh, I'm not... No, no, it's definitely not. But once I get down to the basement, it's always the same. Okay, because I was and, like, it's weird if it's not familiar, but it should be familiar because you're dreaming about it every time. Like, that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. no, it's it's... In fact, it's always a different house. But but once down in the basement, it's like that part always looks the same. But it's like it's like an old basement, and like in one area, I'll always find like a little door in the wall. And when I open it, you can peek through, and it's like you could crawl through that door. You'd have to get on your belly and like crawl through it, and then you're in like this narrow little area that it's almost looks like it's lit by like torchlight, but you're not like seeing like torches or fire or anything like that. It's just got that strange ambiance to it. And the whole time that I'm then exploring this, I just have this sense of dread that something is going to jump out and give me like a jump scare. But I have no recollection of anything like that ever happening. But that sense is always there in that dream. And I always wake up feeling very uncomfortable. Weird. Right? And it always makes me feel like, like, is that just my mind telling me like the obvious of like, you're you're afraid of the unknown. And you assume yeah. that just because something might feel a little bit off that something is going to be off and is that just like my pessimism in my brain <laughs> just right. fire, firing during REM sleep I don't know <laughs> but I fucking hate having that dream no I totally yeah no I get it like I always like analyze my dreams and stuff because the whole sort of psychological kind of aspect of, of like okay so I went to college I'm going to Excuse me while I start from the beginning. Um, (laughs) Yes, please. So I went to college. uh, I graduated in 2000, and I went to college in my hometown. Uh, Owensboro, Kentucky is what it's called. It's a real tiny little place. There's like 50,000 people there. Eh, They have like 60,000 people maybe now. Um, I think it's tiny. I don't know. I mean, there's 550,000 here or something, 600,000, something like that here in Louisville. So, um yeah, I live in a town with like a thousand people, so right. <laughs> it's all huge I've to me. I've never <laughs> ever lived anywhere that small. I've either I've just lived in these two places and technically across the river for a little while, across the river from Louisville and Indiana. Um, and I don't know how many people are there, but it doesn't matter because it's all sort of metro Louisville, quote unquote. You know, like the same sort of area. Oh yeah, because um, you can see downtown, and you know everybody people live there because it's a little cheaper. Anyway, so I went to school in my hometown. I'd gotten some scholarships to other schools, but 
it, there was just some things going on at home, so I stayed home, and that's where I became my, like I said, my best friend from back home. Her name is Amanda. She's really ridiculous. Um, she's one of my favorite people ever because she's... <laughs> uh, She's like, con- this is going to sound so weird. She's like conservative Pentecostal. So we used to make jokes about how much, because I was always like, sort of like a liberal, like Democrat person. And so we'd always make jokes about like, that she was going to have Bush's people come and get me, you know, back in the day in college. <laughs> um, so that was always funny. But um, she is like the dirtiest person I know who doesn't, curse or like she doesn't drink or anything but she can be so disgusting and so hilarious and it's so great (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) oh my gosh um anyway so she's one of my favorite people so we're still friends but we ended up having a class together so we became like best friend like we had had some classes together in high school because we were both went to the same high school and, but then we just like clicked and, and like, why weren't we like, we were becoming friends as we were like getting out of high school, but we didn't really talk to each other that summer. We probably should have, uh, because we ended up just like automatically becoming best friends after like two weeks of college. <laughs> <laughs> and we still are. And it's really great. Cause it's like she, her brother and my brother, are the same age. Um, they all went, they all went to the same elementary school and her, our brothers were in a, in a anti-bullying video where my brother was in the group of, of bullies who beat up her brother. <laughs> nice so that's really hilarious and i guarantee if i ask my brother about it he'll never remember and i'm like amanda's got the video (laughs) (laughs) the video evidence (laughs) yeah because you know they showed it like on their school tv show or whatever they like gave him like a oh um a swirly or something like i just remember them like (laughs) up on him in the bathroom or whatever <laughs> like shoved into the stall. <laughs> I remember when I was in psychology, my senior year in high school. One of the projects was um, to like make a video and have it be like a skit that uses and illustrates as many defense mechanisms of the mind as possible. Oh, yeah. And so the group that I was in, we actually wrote down like every single defense mechanism that was being covered. And wrote like a mini skit for each one and then filmed them all in succession, like in my backyard. Cool. And yeah, it was it was pretty silly. And like the group that we had, like there was people that weren't weren't afraid to say really goofy things. <laughs> I, I, one of them is so stupid, like someone was like, Hey, we should we should play in that pile of leaves there. And the other guy's like, No, there might be poop in there. <laughs> it's just real stupid stuff like that. <laughs> oh, hilarious. <laughs> And like one of the dudes like had clothes that he could change. And so in one of the skits, it was like the defense mechanism of something bad happens. You just totally scrub it from your mm-hmm. mind. And so then yeah. if it's brought up to you later, you know, you'll be like, no, that never happened. And so yeah. these two guys were like playing basketball in the skit and then they get into a fight and then it's supposed to be years later. And then they're playing basketball again. And the one guy's like, Hey, remember when we got in that fight? And the other goes like, no, it's like, well, the one guy like had a ch- like a different jacket and stuff, and so he looked different in the one year later or whatever. And the other guy was the same. And at the end, he's like, "You should buy some new clothes, man." <laughs> it's like it was really stupid. But then I was told years later that the psychology teacher was using that as the example for the class. That's awesome. That's so and awesome. They're like, oh yeah, every year. <laughs> I'm like, that's that's so awesome. fucking crazy. 
Yeah, I never took anything like that in high school. So my whole path to like doing psychology stuff is really, it's, I, I don't know where it came from. Um, maybe cause I like to talk. I don't know. Um, and I like <laughs> to listen, but I also like to listen to other people and I like, and people always come to me for advice, even though I never had any kind of, I never had any kind of like experience with anything, but people like to uh, like ask my opinion about stuff like that and to kind of like confide in me and everything. So that kind of helped, I think. Um, uh, but I went to college. I didn't know what I was going to major in. So I got stuck with the um, communications. We just had like a blanket communications department. So like all the advertising and PR people and journalism people and everybody were kind of under that blanket. Um, like one of my friends had like she was doing like video as her minor or something and they ended up getting rid of that. But she she bolted and went to Florida to, to school anyway after that. Um, but I didn't know what I was going to do. So I, I took some of those classes and then I thought, well, I really want to work with people. Um, like I, I always say that I'm a people person who hates people, uh, <laughs> which is terrible. <laughs> um, but like, just because you know people can be terrible no i'm very much in that same boat like that that's why i think this podcast works out great for me because i'm able to talk with lots of people but it 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 works out well in the sense that it's like okay it's just gonna be one-on-one and and even better it's over skype so you don't have to worry about (laughs) what should you be doing with your hands right now like i'll have those stupid thoughts go through my head but you know i have a level of social awkwardness to me but but I also like have this need to like go up and just talk to people. Right. So yeah, uh, it's strange. I, I either don't talk to anybody or I talk to everybody. Like it's a weird thing. Like if I'm in public, it just depends on how I'm feeling that day. Um, so oh, yeah. my wife is very practiced at just continuing to walk. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll stop and talk to people. And then after a bit, they'll be like, I don't even see where my wife's at anymore. I got to go. Right. <laughs> just go and catch That's up always, that's always how it was when I was a kid in the store or whatever, which I have a story about that, which I've told Cindy a couple times and it's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> uh, the, long st- well, it's because I was talking to a teacher in school in in the store. And then I lost my mom because I was talking to my teacher too long and it was my math teacher. So that's still going to go back into, it's actually going to go back into what I was talking about, about school. Um, and to make a long story short, my, once my mom found me and he was gone, uh, she said that I couldn't date him because he was divorced, not because he was my teacher, which I thought was hilarious. And I wasn't going, I wasn't thinking about dating him. I still had a couple, I still had a couple once of school left or whatever anyway. So that was kind of <laughs> weird. Um, I was a senior. Yeah. Thanks mom. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the hell was that? <laughs> um, Anyway, uh, but we had like a, br- like me and him had like a brother sister sort of relationship because I had him for several classes for like a geometry class and, um, and for, um, physics class. But because one of them was first period, it was also homeroom too. So, you know, uh, like he would show me his Christmas cards of his dog with Santa Claus and stuff. Like we were like brother and sister. So it was really sort of out of left field for my mom to say that, but I was thinking about all of the, I was thinking about all the things that I like to do and I like to talk to people and I like to help people. And so I thought maybe I'd be a teacher. 
because I, I, I'm pretty good at that. I used to help people with their math problems and stuff in school all the time. And I really enjoy math. And it wasn't because of that teacher necessarily. It was just because I like math, you know. Um, and I had some I had some good teachers. I had some terrible teachers, too. And part of me really wanted to help people because I think that's why people don't like math. Like, yes, there are people who gen- generally cannot get it no matter what, or they just don't want to deal with it. That's fine. But I think because so many people hate math is because they didn't have people who were good teachers. Like, plain and simple. Yeah. I know. See, I sucked at math, but part of it was also that it didn't immediately click for me. Right. And then... And- and if the teacher doesn't try to find a way to make to make that happen for a student with like the early stuff like fractions and shit that are everyone hates, you know, it just follows you along your whole life whether you end up getting it or not. And and that was something that I, like that I was really kind of passionate about. So I decided I was going to be a math teacher. So I was using the communications courses I had taken as a minor, and then I had to take full load of math courses because at my school to do a high because I wanted to teach high school. Uh, even though I love it, people are like, I hate high school kids. I'm like, I love high school kids. <laughs> my sister teaches high school. <laughs> yeah, what does she teach? Um, like government. Nice. Okay, that's. My, my friend Amanda from back home, that's what she was going to do. She was going to do like history and government and stuff. And now she works for a bank, but um, she's like an officer at a bank. So uh, yeah, I wanted to get Jamie on a podcast at some point. And she's like, I don't know if I should be on there telling my perspective. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm like, You're awesome. <laughs> right? I know. Like it can be, you know, that was like, like with Paul talking about, you know, his students, you know, he has like younger kids, but there's still like some of the same kind of things. It'd with, be so hard to teach high school kids. Right. Like you would want them to all have a teacher like Paul when they're younger. So then they're not hellions when they're older, but most of them <laughs> right. are whatever. Um, anyway, so that's what I was going to do. So I had to take whenever you two high school at, at my school, you have to either take full course load every semester or have to go longer. <laughs> well, I was working 20 hours a week at our library and I was working 15 hours a week in the radio station, which I was telling Rebecca last night about how I worked in our, in our radio station. And, and because I hate my voice, I would talk like this. Hello. Welcome back to WKWC. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> And um, <laughs> I just can't do it for very long. <laughs> oh, um, no. I was so like, I we need to get together and record like NPR style goofy bumpers. Yes. It would be so funny. <laughs> It'll be like a uh, delicious dish from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that the one with, where they had like the sweaty balls skit? <laughs> the sweaty balls skit, and yes. The fantastic uh, uh, Betty White one. <laughs> oh, love it. I love it. I love it. Um, anyway. Which and that's a different one. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just thought about saying I love it. I love it. There was the one where she's all like, "I love it, I love it, I love it," and she would like kick her legs in the air and everything. Like that was sort of the golden age of. Yeah, of, that was a Molly Shannon of, bit, wasn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah. All like that sort of area era of the of Saturday Night Live was sort of a golden age for me because I could watch it live and they were all really great and then they sort of you know ebb and flow and go through really good periods and then like terrible periods of time. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so Radio then I was, te- I was, right, yes, well, I was just going to skip that, so, yeah, for, 
uh, radio station. I did the radio. We played bluegrass during the day because that's what we got our funding for was to play bluegrass. And at night we could play whatever we wanted. And me and one of my sorority sisters did a show and uh, she was saying we shouldn't use our names. So she called me Booker T, (laughs) which I thought was hilarious. I was like, okay. I don't know where that came from. Um, <laughs> it could have been Brooker T. <laughs> right, right. But Brookita, like, if anybody, like, anybody to find me anywhere, they can type in Brookita, and it's usually me. Because that's what everybody called me in high school, because all my friends had Spanish class, and I didn't make it into Spanish class. I was in French class. So when they learned, you know, like, diminutive form, like Ita Ito, they started calling me Brigida because I was the smallest of my friend group. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so that's that. That's who I've been for you know twenty years. Uh, <laughs> I was just Jose. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I ended up having Spanish after that, and like in middle school, we got to pick names who we wanted to be. So I was always Mercedes. Um, I don't know. <laughs> the first thing that popped in my head was, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen welcome to the stage, Mercedes. <laughs> right, <Bleah."> exactly. <laughs> uh, but it was always cool for the Spanish teacher to say it because it actually sounded really neat. Um, then, And they would call it. So a, a, a quick offshoot. We were in my middle school. We would have, it was broken up into uh, three, six weeks of school you know like when you would get your report cards and then later on it went to like two nine weeks or whatever like it would or, or you know it, it changed later on um so the first one you would have six weeks of spanish then you would have six weeks of german then you have six weeks of french and you do that you sixth grade and seventh grade three in succession yes and then you wow. do it in sixth grade and seventh grade and then the eighth grade year you'd pick which one you wanted to do for a whole year Oh, okay. So I was always Gretchen in German. <laughs> and then in French. How did they get from Brooke to Gretchen? What the fuck? Because we just got to pick our name. Like, oh, okay. We pick one close to their name. And then I'm trying to remember who I was in, in the French class. But I ended up doing, I ended up being, like, getting put in a German class in my eighth grade year because I went to a different school. And... They didn't know if I was going to have to go to that school because they were sort of redefining the districts for for school. And then they're like, well, yeah, you probably should if you want to ride the bus. I was like, well, I need to get home. Uh, <laughs> uh, so so I got thrown in German class and I was like, I'm not. No, sorry. Sorry, guys. Um, and just didn't end up taking any foreign language my eighth grade year. And everybody did. So everybody was sort of ahead of me. Um and then in the ninth grade, I took French class and she loved me and she was mad that I didn't want to take more French. Um, but I can still read some French, like, you know, not not like super complicated French words, but I can read it. Like my my stepmom has a book from the Louvre and I was sitting there and I was compre- like I was being able to read enough words to comprehend most of it, which is bizarre. Uh, but I also had a dream one night that I was speaking French, and it was in black and white. It was real sort of like existential shit, bullshit. It was great. Uh, <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, uh, that That'd was be wild to dream in a foreign language. Yeah, and I knew what was going on too, so that was that was cool. Um, anyway, yeah. So so yeah, back to to college. 
I, uh, you know, I, I worked at the radio station. I worked at the library. I just didn't have time to do 18 hours of class too. So I ended up going to doing my undergrad. It took me six years instead of four years because I had a problem with our education department. One of the teachers, she was trying to retire and she said, and instead of telling me that that was her last semester, she said, oh, I already turned in all my grades. You should have had all of your observation hours and stuff done two weeks ago. And I said, you didn't tell anybody that. She goes, everybody knows that. I said, no one knew that. So I didn't, I, I didn't pass that class and I would have had to take it again. So, or I couldn't like student teach, which I could probably, I could probably get like emergency certification if they need like a math teacher or something around here. So that's, if I want to do that, I can still probably do that. Um, you can do like a fast track to get certified and do student teaching and all that in Kentucky. Um, and yeah, especially, especially when it's like STEM kind of courses and because I'm a woman wanting to do that, then they would definitely really want to get me in there doing it. Um, anyway, but, um, so my last semester, instead of student teaching, like I was supposed to, I just finished out the rest of my minor (laughs) Cause I'd already gone two years taking communications classes. Like I had taken half communications classes, half general ed classes. So then I had to finish my general ed classes, take all my math classes, all my education courses. And so that's what was going to make me have a longer time. So my last semester instead of student teaching, I took a couple extra classes. Um, one of them was an internship and I got to, to work at, at the library I was at my internship, I got to do, uh, we called it creative services and it was the people who did all the like posters and signs and all the displays and everything. And then anytime, like they'd have a party for the children's department, like all of that stuff, we did all of that stuff. And I, the person who had been there had left, they graduated or they left town or whatever happened. And the girl was not sure that she wanted me to do it. And now we're still friends who the lady that was my boss, because she was just like, Oh, I don't know. And then she realized that I was really good at that kind of stuff. And she was just like, do whatever you want. So that (laughs) was awesome. So, so I'd make cool signs. And like I did whenever Deathly Hallows came out, I, I coordinated the entire party and did all the decorating and everything and picked out all the games and did all the stuff for it. And, um, so that was really cool. Um, uh, anyway, but, and I love doing, there's so many things that I love to do. So I don't know if I'll ever figure out what I exactly want to do with my life. So it's fine. But, um, I was really wanting to try to do something with sort of my artistic background and then, I didn't know I couldn't be an art teacher. I, they're, that's the first thing they cut, you know, and yeah, it was, it, uh, it, I mean, it really seems like that. So I didn't like, I didn't take any art classes in college, but every time I would run into family members, they asked me if I was doing art in, in college, which I, I am, listen, I am not, there's so many people, like I've seen people post stuff on the army page that is amazing and I don't have the confidence to be that good with some stuff, but if I can't like computerize, um, I'm really trying to like do better and make more like computer art because I think it's, it's cool and I don't have to buy stuff. (laughs) I could just draw, so I don't have to buy paper. I don't have to buy pens. I can just draw on my computer and it'll just take up space and it's fine. And it's not on my desk somewhere. Um, 
Yeah. But, uh, I went to school for graphic design, and then my biggest issue afterwards was just being able to afford the programs that I learned how right. to use. Right. like Adobe Creative Suite was ridiculously expensive. Yeah, it was like $600 or something. Yeah. $700. And... um which now I have a I have a subscription or whatever, so I pay like ten bucks a month, and t- I make I make enough selling t shirts that I've designed to pay for that every month, so I don't worry about it until I until nobody buys any of the t shirts that I've designed <laughs> or that, stickers or cards or whatever. Is that part of like your Fleur de Lourdes yeah. thing? That's awesome. I didn't know you did t shirts. I knew you did jewelry and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just and it just ends up being stuff that I like, so you know. Um, That's the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not like super involved. Like more stuff I do is more simple because I'm not really good at, it, but I want it to look good. You know, I don't want it to look like a complete mess. So, um, and I'm really, really picky. Uh, but I'm really good <laughs> at doing like doing real like physical art and stuff. So I have. My my room at our apartment is a mess, like a mess. And it's because I have so many art supplies and I have. I, I could make I have so much fabric, I could probably make a shirt for everyone that's on the army page and still have fabric left over. Like, it's not a joke. <laughs> that's a lot of shirts. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I, I, I have like those big drawers you know, you get those plastic drawers at the store. Uh, it's like three drawers and it's about two feet across. I have two of those full of fabric. Wow. And that's not all of the fabric, but I make, cause I make costumes and I make stuff and then I make stuff that we sell, but I haven't made a lot of that kind of stuff in a long time. Um, our next con is in, um, March. So that'll be, I'll make, like I make, like keychains and lanyards and stuff like handmade ones. Cause then you can get like designs that you don't get other places. Um, uh, but I'm trying to think of some other things that I can make that people would want so I can get rid of some of this and actually get some of my money back on it. <laughs> I, worked at, I worked at Hancock fabrics when they were closing for a while last summer for like two months. And so I kept buying fabric when I shouldn't. <laughs> it was really the main reason why I was working there. So I could buy like, you know, fabric for stuff um i hear the anyway, fanny packs um, making a comeback maybe you can sew up a bunch of those i know and i was talking about it and emily emily like vetoed me on that and i'm like but <laughs> i can make them like cooler because you can wear it like across <laughs> or like even like gucci or somebody was making them but they weren't like regular fanny pack looking but um i'll never beat the one that looks like the dad bod stomach or whatever have you seen that one? Oh yeah <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> It's so weird. Um, Are you uh, UK yeah. listeners will be giggling about fanny pack probably? Oh yes, the bum bag. Uh, that's the what bum they call bag. It. <laughs> I I gotta tell you, but I like I mean, the sound of bum bag better. Well, I mean, I personally would think it would be whichever direction you are. To- <laughs> 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 um. So if the American listeners don't get that, they can just look it up. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> Do some Googling. <laughs> you'll giggle. You'll, you'll, you'll giggle from Google. Try saying that five times fast. <laughs> giggle from Google. I love it. Um, <laughs> I was like, is she going to go for it? <laughs> oh, geez. Um, yeah. No, I kind of thought about doing that. So I have some, I have some materials to do that. So 
like the stuff to do the the bands and everything. Um, I was just trying to figure out a good like pattern because I don't want to like use someone else's pattern and then like se- you know you know what I mean like people yeah. make up patterns and then they're like you have to buy it from me or whatever. So I'm trying. I was trying to figure out a good way to do it and then uh, so it wouldn't be like super horrible but it would be cool because you could get one that's star wars or one that's spider-man or whatever um captain america uh doctor who i'm trying to think of all the different types of fabrics i have um i have some pretty cool ray fabric that i've never used on anything <laughs> That's awesome. you know like yeah um some of them are going to be like clothes for me like i have uh c3po fabric that's going to be like a pair of shorts or something I think that's what I'm going to make is shorts with it because I just think that'd be cool. But um, yeah, I've always I really don't know. enjoyed sewing, but I've never really taken on any big projects. I, I'm more, I'm really good at like just doing like little repair work with just a needle and mm-hmm. thread. Yeah, but it's it's a little like therapeutic almost. Yeah. Well, I used so when I was a kid, my grandmother had one of the, like a sewing machine where it had the little bar underneath it that you used your leg to make it run you'd uh-huh. have to push push your thigh on it and so then it would make it run instead of having the foot pedal so um that one was probably from like the 30s or something like that was like that was she grew up with her grandmother because her mother died when she was a kid and that was her grandmother's sewing machine and so she was born in the 20s so it was probably from like the 30s or so uh and she, she had it up until like 10 years ago when it broke finally and my dad like replaced it for her um with just a regular one, but she taught me how to sew like hand sew. She, and she taught me how to sew on the sewing machine and everything. Uh, I had a, my little pony sewing machine when I was a kid. What? Oh, <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, you I'm like, still here. You like cut out, you like cut out as you started talking. I'm like, Oh God. Um, <laughs> no, I heard it do that a little bit too. Okay. Um, <laughs> everyone's not. No one's gonna hear that. that, that probably it's probably gonna record everything. But um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I had the sewing machine and I learned how to hand sew. And then I don't know, the sewing machine got sold in a yard sale or something because my dad used. Because I was only over there a couple days a week, so he used, they used to go. Him and my stepmom would go through my stuff and like get rid of stuff that they didn't think I wanted anymore. And not ask me, and they sold my record player and stuff. Aww. And I was, I was so mad. So he bought me a record player for Christmas one year, um, which I don't use. But I finally, since we moved here, I finally got it out, and I've used it a couple, couple times. Um, but we, the outlet that it's next to is so shitty, and it won't stay plugged in very well. So that's the only reason why I don't really use it here is because I can't really plug it in uh, without un- unplugging the light, so I can only use it during the day. <laughs> God, the outlets in your place suck. <laughs> they do. They're all like really loose, and it doesn't take anything. Like, just get somebody in here and take it out and put in a new one. It's just simple wiring, really, guys. You know, it's not that big a deal. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> I know. I had one electrician and tell he- me I don't even turn the breakers off when I change outlets. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm like, holy wow. shit. Wow. <laughs> uh, oh wow. Uh, <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, a little quick story. When I was a kid, I walked in my bedroom and, and flipped on the light switch. And then I promptly got yelled at because my dad was putting up a ceiling fan in my room, but he wasn't in there. And because he wasn't in there on the ladder, even though he had taken the light down and everything and the wires were hanging there, I totally had forgotten that's what, what was happening that day. 
until I flipped the switch and no light came on. And I went to turn it off, but then he come in the room behind me because he was coming back in there with the with the ceiling fan. Oh no! And he promptly yelled at me because I could have I could have electrocuted him. I'm like I would have. I granted, okay, I was like nine or ten, <laughs> but I was like. I would have seen you there and it would have been like, oh, and I wouldn't have gone for the light switch. But, you know, you weren't there. The ladder wasn't. And he's just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> my dad is a carpenter. Uh, he's retired now, but he flips houses sometimes. Um, oh, cool. So I'm trying to get him to help me find a place here in town to, to redo to, so that I can have my own like place. Um, you know, because it would probably be nice to have my own place where I could paint the walls whatever color I want, and then I could have whatever light fixtures I want. It's something that's not hard to change the light bulbs like we've got in our kitchen. So we only have one light in our kitchen because we can't change the other one. <laughs> and we never know whenever, like, you never know when the maintenance guys are going to show up. So, you yeah, know. I, I remember I, that I don't from know. when I, Lindsay and I had our first apartment. And it would it'd always be nerve wracking. Yeah. So, um, so where was I? Okay. So sewing. <laughs> yes. So, so, um, and all of this does come back. This is great because it, I usually am sort of cyclical and I come back to where I started. Um, sewing did by hand forever for years and years. I made, I made Amanda a purse out of a pair of denim overalls. My mom was a, uh, train conductor for Halloween one year and had these striped overalls and she let me have them and I still have the other half of them somewhere but I made you use like the pocket on the chest and then a pants leg to make a purse for my friend Amanda I sewed denim by hand and it looks amazing so I used to make things for people all the time and then I was watching Project Runway like the first season and my mom and my stepdad <laughs> my first stepdad uh, were out of town like they, it was their anniversary or something. I don't know. They were out of town and I'm sitting there and I'm like 21, you know, like I'm older and, but I'm sitting at home and I'm watching project runway and, uh, and I'm like, you know, I really need a sewing machine again. So it goes off. I go out to Walmart and buy a sewing machine at like 10 <laughs> o'clock at night and, and come home and then like make a purse out of it, which I still have. It was made out of t-shirts and stuff. Um, an in sync t-shirt actually. Uh, <laughs> nice. And yeah. And, and then the other side is like a spot. Like they used, I don't know if you remember these from like the eighties, but they had those big like machines where they put a shirt in and it would spin and they'd squirt the fabric. Yes. Yes. I, I remember those. those. Yeah. So one, one side is that and the other side is the in sync and then I had this polka dot shirt that was had polka dots that were the same colors as each t-shirt and so that's the inside I carried my laptop in it forever like yeah it, it it turned out to be a pretty good bag um so I made that one night and then I started like sewing things and then I kind of went through a, a, a point where I had too much to do because then I was like going to school and working so much and then after I got out of school um I that intern she let me she liked what I did so well that she uh, uh, like hired me on as her like I mean part-time person so I worked for her 20 hours a week in the creative service department doing all the like signage and everything and then I worked 20 hours a week in my original job at the library 
library. So shelving books and researching things for people. Cause I worked in the information services department. Um, and I had worked, I had actually worked in the genealogy department for a while too. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm familiar with doing all that kind of stuff too. Um, and so I was working 40 hours a week, but I wasn't getting insurance or anything, which is how I ended up in Louisville because I needed, you know, I needed a, a full-time job. But one of the things that really made me and that boss bond is because we were taught, we, she asked me about if I watched Project Runway and this, by then it was the second season. So then I tell her the story about buying a sewing machine and <laughs> so then we become like besties it was great um like i still visit her sometimes whenever i go to town and i'm gonna be so sad when she finally moves because her her son and his family live in minnesota and they're i know one day they're just gonna move to minnesota to be with them because he's an only child but he's got two kids and she rarely ever gets to see them and then i'll never yeah. then i won't ever get to see her, you know <laughs> But, you know, she's not my mom. She's <laughs> it's like she could be my mom. Like, you know, uh, just to make it, that clear. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, you know, it's like uh, it's like she it's so funny because we're friends, but she really is old enough to be my parent. Like she's actually a couple years older than my parents or a year older, I think. Um, um, so it's weird. It's weird. You know, the type of friendships you make as an adult. Anyway, um, so yeah, like I, that's kind of me in a nutshell. Cause I can't remember where I was going after that. <laughs> oh, well, oh, so now I, so I moved to Louisville because there weren't any full-time jobs open at the library at the time. There had been one, but I was so busy like working on, <laughs> so embarrassing. I was so busy like working on that, uh, Harry Potter party and stuff stuff that I didn't realize that there was a full-time job open. Like I knew there was going to be, but I didn't know that my boss had posted it. And then she go, cause it was still in the depart- other department I was in. And, um, <laughs> she goes, I thought you would have applied for that. I go, I thought you would have told me when you posted it. <laughs> yeah, no shit. And so my friend got it, which was fine. Cause I like, I really liked him, but he still works there and he's so miserable. <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> hates working with the public and it's so funny because anyway uh <laughs> but uh it's so ridiculous uh but he he is me and him we would work like wednesday nights was his night to work so we would work together and he got like i wasn't didn't really buy comic books or anything at the time and he kind of got me into that stuff some cause he loves batman and like joker is like his favorite you know character awesome. pretty much at all and one of his friends painted three pictures for him. So it was Jack Nicholson and Cesar Romero and and Heath Ledger all as the Joker. And he has them like in his living room. And he had me, uh, I had made a table for one of our other friends that was had records on top. Because my coffee table is, is covered in like broken records. Uh, I saw this video of someone breaking records one day like you know vinyl records and i'm like oh my god i want to mosaic something with broken records so i did this tabletop that i have still have in my living room to this day and um and it looks really cool and people love it and i made like three or four of them for people and so after i did that i also there was a drawer in the table i did for my friend and i decoupaged the inside of it and covered it with his favorite bands and stuff you know Mm -hmm. uh, all of his favorite musicians and like fun sayings 
and different things. And so my buddy who likes Batman saw it and was like, that's really cool. I want you to make me a table. He gave me a huge stack of like, like, of like comic book magazines and like extra copies of comics and stuff and had me do it. And this was right before Iron Man came out, but he likes, he likes Iron Man and Spider-Man and Thor. And so that's mostly what was on it. And I, I hit a, a a little Stan Lee in there and everything since they were all like Marvel people. Oh, that's cool. And it, and it was so crazy because it's like I didn't think about, you know, it's not like all the Marvel movies now where he's always got a cameo in it, you know, uh, because what that was 2008 when that came out. So 2008 is when I moved up here and it was he asked me to do it. And then I started making it like right after Iron Man came out. So then I was just like, I have to put Stan Lee in there. Um, and it was really great. And he still has it to this day. Like I saw him post a picture on Twitter of like a, a uh, fortune cookie fortune or something. And it was on that table. And I was so excited because he still had it. And it was something that I made and he loved it. Like I was like, um, he goes, how much do I owe you? I go, I don't know. sixty. She goes, here's a hundred. It, it's oh, awesome. nice. Like That's it really was cool. a, a, yeah, it was a table I had gotten from my neighbor at a yard sale. Like I got two end tables and a coffee table for $20. <laughs> and so then, yeah. And I still have one of the end tables sitting in here, um, in my bedroom and I've never done anything with it. And so, you know, it's been <laughs> almost 10 years. Um, <laughs> it's still the original finish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like, I've got to figure out the right thing to do for it and also i'm actually using that one because uh, i have a table that's covered in um x-men comics which is really awesome i need to like post a picture to the army of it because it looks really cool the way i did it um i kind of did like a quilt pattern oh cool like, the way i cut the pieces into strips and did it um it's a little busy for some people but if you've seen <laughs> some of my outfits you'll know that and i'm always a little busy um <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I can't help it. It's like, I don't, it's not that I, I don't like attention. It's so weird. I talk all the time. I wear crazy colors. I say weird things, but I don't <laughs> like it when people that I don't know pay attention to me. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> like, it's like, if I'm doing that kind of stuff, it's because I'm comfortable with the people who I'm around. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I've kind of gone this weird sort of of trail of things. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to take a break real quick? Yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> okay, cool. Oh, you ready? Yeah. <laughs> I was reading a message from Eric. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's making those t-shirts for everybody. Those um those porg t-shirts. <laughs> Yeah, those things are awesome. <laughs> the barbecue pork t-shirts, and he and I had sent him a place to go for t-shirts if he wanted. That I usually get t-shirts from when I screen print, which mm-hmm. is something I also didn't mention that I do a screen print. Um, <laughs> I do all kinds. <laughs> no kidding, right? <laughs> I could do like a whole list of th- of artistic things that I do uh, monochromally well. Is that the right word? It, then I'm moderately good at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I think That's I'm, awesome, though. I actually think I'm fairly good at a lot of things, but um, 
I just I'm not I don't pat myself on the back for anything. <laughs> I'm really big into the feeling of a job well done. Mm-hmm. Oh, and are like, we are are, are are you are we in our regular recording now? <laughs> why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fine. <laughs> I know all how you, all you have to do is go out and cut out the middle. Just, yeah, pretty just much. <laughs> I'll just bring us right back in where I said, like you're like you ready. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Yeah, that's that's just what Starcast has ended up being. It's just so informal. <laughs> yesterday, when I was asking Rebecca about stuff uh, about the, you know, why she cosplays and all this kind of thing, and she was talking about, she went into this whole thing about getting more confidence in herself and trying to, you know, all her running and 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 eating better and all this stuff. Even though I am a horrible influence, so whenever I was around her, we ate terribly the entire time. Uh, <laughs> I'm really bad influence because I don't eat well. I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't know. It's, I guess maybe it's just a, a, like a childhood of being raised by a single mother. I stayed at my grandmother's house after school and she would either make me food to eat or like take me to McDonald's or whatever. So, so, you know, I would eat like fried potatoes so super greasy fried potatoes that were so good and now i wish i could go to my grandmother's house and have her make me stuff. anyway uh pancakes pancakes were one of my favorite things that she used to make me all the time you know so um just having that kind of stuff to eat all the time and i never realized until i was older that we really didn't have much money at all because i remember i mean my mom was on a low-fat diet or whatever because it runs in our family, like high cholesterol and high blood pressure and stuff, which right now all of my stuff is kind of borderline depends on how, like if I'm having like a anxiety episode, then, you know, like my blood pressure goes up a whole lot more, but, um, I just have to watch out that kind of stuff. Um, and so she would eat like tuna out of the can or whatever, you know? And Mm -hmm. I was thinking, that was probably really cheap for her to do. Like I realized that one day I'm like, Oh man, you know, um, <laughs> but like, and we'd eat at my other grandparents' house all the time. Okay. I, I didn't live in a, didn't live in as small of a town as you do, but the weird thing is my dad lives a block away from his mom. And then the next block over is where my mom lives now in the house that she grew up in so when her parents lived there we lived we ended up moving into an apartment that we lived in the longest time the next block over so in a four block radius on the not the same street because my dad lives on a dead end street off of the street that we lived on um but we lived like four blocks away so i could walk to like you know i could walk to either grandparents or like my dad's house or whatever um so we go when i was growing up yeah yeah, and it's it's funny because I tell people that, and so then they just assume that Owensboro is super tiny, and I'm like, no. Like, my ex-husband's mom asked me if I lived on a farm. She's from Muncie, Indiana. I'm sorry that the only thing there are farms and Ball State University, but no, I did not live on a farm in Owensboro. <laughs> 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 uh, anyway. no, I'd get asked that question by people in Cedar Rapids. When yeah. I tell them that I grew up in Center Point, they'd be like, "Oh my God, do you live on a farm?" I'm like, no, it's you're like there's you some fucking electricity and shit. 
<laughs> well, Cindy is from Wells, Nevada, and um, she like there were like I don't know like eight hundred or a thousand people or whatever there when she lived there, you know. So she's she knows what it's like like <laughs> to live in that small of a place. And then they moved to Kentucky when she was a teenager. I think she was like 13 because um, her family is like her mom's family is originally from here. So I don't know. It's just sort of bizarre. <laughs> like her sisters had to like pack up when they're in high school and like leave their high school friends and come back to Kentucky and like finish out high school here because they're older. And actually the one that's just two years older than her is, the reason why I met her because she was her name's Lisa she was in our sorority in my sorority and um we became friends when I was an advisor and she was an undergrad and, and um I went to her wedding shower one day one day like like she'd have more than one but I went to her wedding shower and then <laughs> and she's like oh this is my sister Amy and I'm like oh hey and then she's like and this is my sister Cindy and I'm like oh hey and I'm like are you wearing TARDIS earrings and she's like, yes. And then we were like best oh, friends. No. <laughs> no kidding, right? <laughs> and then we found out that she used to work at the Walmart that was close to a couple of my friends. One who was in my sorority, but I think she had already graduated before Lisa had ever gotten there. And they loved to go through her line because she was so nice. And they rem- and they knew her by the nice girl that wore the TARDIS earrings. And so years later, <laughs> they all become friends on Facebook when they realize that they know each other from that. They just didn't know each other's names. That's funny when that yeah. sort of stuff works out. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> of course you remember her because she's like the nicest person in the world most of the time. <laughs> I've watched one episode of Doctor Who is all uh-huh. and um it's it's been on my agenda to watch more of it cuz the one that I watched there was a a thread in the army where people were asking you know where to jump on if if yeah. you're unfamiliar with Doctor Who and um Frank Hammer said that I should jump on with the uh the episode Blink Blink Oh god and it, yeah it's still freaks me it out was so good it, like, is. it blew my mind how good it was and like the way that he had described it, he was like if you like this episode it's pretty much a standalone and if yeah. you like this episode you will like doctor who and it's like okay but i would definitely like doctor who i don't like to tell people to go to that one because that one is so good and some of the ones <laughs> specifically are right in that specifically in that season are terrible <laughs> oh, that's and the bad. season before kind of terrible like i really like david Tennant as the doctor and um he's a lovely person because i have met him um <laughs> but uh, and now i've met most of his companions well all the people who actually were in the tardis for a long period of time with him so uh anyway but um yeah i i don't i i'm People are like, oh, start with David Tennant's Doctor. I'm like, no, I love Christopher Eccleston's Doctor. Like, he's goofy, but he's also angry. Like, he's such a, like, this... He it's He's, like, such a sort of dual personality, and I just love it so much, because he could, like, get really mad and say this big, long speech about how you shouldn't do something like that, and then... He'll be like, are my ears too big? You know, like, he'll just, it's something weird after that, and I just love it. Like, I think he would have been great if he had done more, more than one season, but they had always planned on him just doing one season because they didn't know how long it was going to go. Like, they didn't know if it was going to work or anything. Um, so I was a little, so, little disappointed. But. How does that work out when they have different actors come in? They, they Like, the doctor's, like, 
like reborn into like Regenerate, a different body or something like that? Yeah. So what happened in the 60s is the original guy, William Hartnell, he um, he was sick. Like he kind of drank a lot and all Anyway, but he was he was kind of sick and he was forgetting his lines and all this kind of stuff. And they were like, maybe you should retire. But then the BBC's like, this is a, this has become like a really big kids show. We, we can't just put somebody, you know, kids will notice if we put somebody else in there, that's not him. But also we can't, we don't want to like lose this gold mine basically. Um, and what they did is they said, well, whenever the body that he's in gets too old and frail or he gets, like, let's say he gets shot and it's too much for him to prepare, repair, just for his body to repair himself because he's he's like an alien. He's from a planet called Gallifrey. And uh, but his people, they're time lords, but they're uh, like humans are, are they're they're closely related to humans, but they've kind of, you know grown up in different places so now time lords have this ability to travel through time and they have like altered like systems like uh, they can hold their breath longer or they have two hearts you know like stuff like that um okay um but they look human um so a way to cheat death basically is that they can regenerate into another person so they all like their physical cells, like all change and then they become somebody else, but they still have all the memories of the, the other person. They may have a completely different personality, uh, but that's kind of the fun of it. Like the second guy, Patrick Troughton is, is my favorite, but Peter Capaldi's now my favorite. But I think if I got, if they hadn't lost some of Patrick Troughton's episodes, then he probably would still be like my absolute favorite. Uh, they call him the cosmic clown. So, like, I think they sort of, when they did Columbo, they sort of used that guy as, like, a model for what they were going to do because he made, he made people underestimate him and not think that he knew what was going on, but he always did, and he'd always come up with the answer, and it was great. And he was a great actor, and, like, there was one where he plays two parts because there's somebody who, there's, like, this world leader that he looks exactly like, you know, and so he plays two parts and he he seems like two completely different characters and, uh, you know, it was really great. Like he's and those are all still in black and white. Um, but what they did at the BBC, just an interesting note, is that they were like, well, we don't need, you know, they didn't really do reruns. So they're like, oh, we need this tape for something else. And they would tape over them. Oh, shit. And, and so... The only reason why we have some of the episodes that they didn't ta- like there's that they might have taped over is because they were sent out to like Australia or somewhere else in Europe or wherever. And those places still had the reels. And um, there's some that they've done recreations with cartoons. So if they only have some of the episodes, then you can watch it and there's animation. There's even a couple I think that they've done complete animation. I have one. I haven't gotten to watch it yet with all the uh, animation animation uh but i have some this is cool somebody took their tv and would record the audio off of the tv when it would come on so he he had just tapes and tapes and tapes of the audio so some of those they've turned into like audio books basically and then they'll have someone read in like the stage directions basically so you know what's happening but then you have the original cast talking so that's pretty awesome yeah that is really interesting yeah like, <laughs> it's not, 
the cool thing about Doctor Who is pretty much you just expect everything to be canon or nothing to be canon. It's not like you, you, you weren't sure with Star Wars and then they come through and they just say, oh, these are legends and these are these are canon. Um, because depending on what the showrunner wants to do on the TV show, they could pull something out of one of the books because there are books, there are audios. Like there's a company called Big Finish that's, that does exclusively audios with original cast members and stuff. Um, as for Patrick Troughton, he died, but the guy who played his one of his companions, um, his name is Fraser Hines, and he played a Highlander named Jamie McCrimmon, who, and he d- isn't Scottish, but he spoke with a Scottish accent in the ep- in the show because he was a Highlander, but he can do a spot-on impression of Patrick Troughton, so he will do the audios as both characters. Oh, cool. And it's awesome. Um, and just a little side note, if anybody's ever watched Outlander, Jamie and Outlander was, was, and the whole time travel bit of that was based on the whole, like, Jamie McCrimmon and Doctor Who and all that. So, the the lady who wrote those books was like, that would make a really cool story. So, she just sort of used that as a basis to write her Outlander books, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. It's, That's like, kind of cool complete, like, like, soap opera. Together. Right, and it's so weird because it's, so, it's just like a soapy kind of show, you know, or whatever, like, super dramatic romance show or whatever come from like this kid's show this 60s kid show (laughs) (laughs) but um and it's all because of emily that i even watched doctor who at all because i just sort of started watching it and yeah just randomly in 2011 i started watching that season and i went backwards i mean it's a time travel show who cares if i go backwards (laughs) Yeah, right. <laughs> so I had like I have like a different perspective on it than I think some people do because I met some of the characters before other people met the characters because they watched them in chronological order and I watched them backwards or I heard about characters and then I saw them later that kind of thing. So that was that was pretty interesting. But so I, I'm really terrible at telling people where to start on it if they want to start the season um i do tell people that they should watch peter capaldi's last season because it was a new companion and she questions everything and it's amazing like all the questions you're asking about like well why is it do this like ours is there a bathroom you know like whatever random things she always asked it and it was amazing and he punched a racist so that was great um (laughs) spoilers (laughs) Um, yeah, that that's kind of ties right in with like current events, right? Right, the punch a Nazi thing, right? Right. Um, I mean, that guy wasn't a Nazi because it was like Regency England or whatever. But um, uh, because his <laughs> companion, his companion, her name is Bill. Um, Bernie always calls her Billy, and it drives me crazy. And if you're listening to this, Bernie, I'm sorry I never said it. Actually, I think I did say it to you once, but it does drive me crazy because that's not her name. It's just Bill. Um, and she is, she's black, you know, so there was, the guy was like saying terrible things about her and he, and he was just like punched him and it was the greatest thing ever. Um, (laughs) uh, anyway, um, oh, and I met her too at New York Comic Con. She was really, she's so adorable in real life and she was so nice and Peter Capaldi was amazing and I have this book like I said that I draw in and um 
I, I was telling him about how I draw the pictures in there. And so he wrote kind of small to give me enough room to, to draw in it. And he goes, what an amazing picture. And then in parentheses wrote, it will be. um i was really hoping he would draw something because he draws all the time um i wanted him to draw a little something in it but he didn't um it's all right (laughs) i got to talk to him he liked my he liked my t-shirt that is um basically a cat in place of king kong on the empire state building (laughs) swatting at a at a plane (laughs) nice was that one you made or no no that's one of bought at our state fair <laughs> <laughs> that's an awesome sounding shirt <laughs> no, it was also because they had one that had a cat in place of a kraken like breaking nice. up a boat so i kept calling it a kraken or something like what did i call it <laughs> something like that anyway uh but they didn't have my size and then i saw the empire state one and i'm like i'm gonna get this one because i love new york and i love cats um <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway um so yeah, like I, you could ask me lots of questions about Doctor Who, but that would probably be another complete different podcast because that would probably take too long. Because <laughs> I just soaked it all up like a sponge. Like it just quickly became my most favorite show, uh, and I feel like it's because there are funny things, so I laugh, and then I cry because there are sad parts. There, there are really interesting things. There's stuff that makes me mad. Like some people hate the last showrunner that's about to leave, but. Sometimes I get mad at him, but it's more like, oh, I should have saw that that was coming, that that's what he was going to do. Or like that he picked up the storyline from two years ago and finished it out because people had questions about it. And he wanted to prove that he could tie up the loose ends, you know. Um, anyway, it's yeah. That, that, <laughs> the Golden Girl, so weird that and the Golden Girls are like my two most favorite shows ever. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't get really any more different, right? Kind of, yeah. I don't know. But that's, I, <laughs> I remember Golden watching Girl. that all the time when I was a kid, though. I watched, yeah, I watched the Golden Girls. So when I was a kid, I would stay with, I would stay with my dad on, I would switch Thursday and Friday nights because he wanted to still go out. Like he couldn't go out on a Saturday. I don't know. I love my dad. <laughs> He's been married for twenty seven years, but this was before that. You know, this was like the late eighties, like right after they got a divorce. Um. So he wanted to be able to go out. So he didn't want to have me every Friday. So I would go Thursday one week and Friday the next week. So dumb. Um, So then some weekends it would be my mom would have me on Friday and Saturday. So my mom couldn't go out and do anything. So she would leave me and my grandparents on a Saturday night and go out with her boyfriend or whatever and then come and get me. And I would sit there in their living room and watch um, Golden Girls and like Empty Nest and all that kind of stuff. Amen. Oh, yeah. I, I mentioned Empty the Jeffersons Nest. earlier. Yes, but... I remember that do one. You, do you remember the Sherman Helmsley show, Amen, where he was a preacher? Like, that was so great, too. Um, but I watched all of those shows, and I think that's maybe why people, even though I sound like, I like have a little round face and always looked really young and sound like a child and act goofy and stuff, but people still think that I was mature for my age is because I grew up watching that stuff and I understood what they were talking about. (laughs) While my grandparents, (laughs) while my grandparents are in their TV room watching Hee Haw, you know, (laughs) and the Statler brothers on a Saturday night. Um, Nurses, that was another show that would come on then. Um, So then, then my mom, like, my mom started dating a guy that she ended up marrying her, her second husband. Um, 
and so you know she would see him during the week and stuff too some and um he would come over or whatever but we ended up watching golden girls together and then then it started going into syndication in the late 90s and we would watch it together all the time i would come home from school and it would come on maybe half an hour after i got home from school like at four o'clock or whatever and then my mom would get home at like 4 30 and we would sit there and watch like two hours of golden girls on lifetime or whatever and like we still pretty much we almost always have some sort of golden girls reference when we talk to each other <laughs> and i love it and <laughs> like me and amanda our 30th birthday our 30 30th birthday party 30 for one year because one year i had a doctor who party but another year me and her because her birthday is like three weeks before mine we had a golden girls birthday party and i dressed up as sophia and she dressed up as blanche and it was so great. It's so great. Um, <laughs> uh, and we had cheesecake. We had lots of different cheesecake because they eat cheesecake and stuff. And um, like I had a trivia game and no one knew the answers. <laughs> that was like me and my wife with friends trivia back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> it got to the point where her younger brother was like, I'm not playing with you guys anymore. That's all you do is watch friends. It's like, that's what happens when you have an apartment and you only have two, seven and nine. <laughs> we bought all the dvds of friends and that's all we watched <laughs> oh, yeah the days before like netflix or whatever yes yeah where you actually had to fucking buy shit on dvds <laughs> yeah because whenever i moved here i watched like i would watch community and parks and rec like over and over again because those are like two of my favorite like newer shows um because i could watch either one of those all the time um and that is including the first season of Parks and Rec, which is a little rough, and the last season of Community, which is a little rough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I watched the first couple seasons of Community. It's so weird, and I love it, because they just do something different, like, every episode. And sometimes things remain a thread, and sometimes it never comes back up again. But I just... It's so dumb, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I loved, I think it was, might have been, this might have been in the first season where they had like a Halloween episode. And, um, oh, who is the. Like, is it the one, the, the one where they become zombies? No, it's the one oh. where, was the one, what, what was the one dude's name? Was it like Abed? Or oh, yeah, Abed. Abed, yeah. Okay, yes. It was the one where he dressed like Batman. Yeah. And he was doing like the Batman voice <laughs> and stuff. Yes. And they yes. asked him if he was going to stay at the party. And he's like, he's like, if I stay, there can be no party. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and Chevy Chase's character like took like a pill of some sort in the bathroom and he was tripping out. <laughs> yes, yes. Because like Starburns traded a pill with him or something yes, like that. Yes, uh, yes, I remember that it was, was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. I love that. Yeah, that was because I think trying to think of what else happened in that one because the one i was thinking of was the zombie one where but that one um abed and troy were supposed to be like a pair out like a couple's outfit but then troy decided not to because it wouldn't look cool for the girls or whatever but um <laughs> yeah no that's i loved him being being batman and then later he was obsessed with the tv show the cape which i think only had one season <laughs> Which is great. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it came on the same channel. So this, this is always funny when they had that sort of like crossover thing. And I thought they, when I was looking up trying to find shows that had, like, cause I was going to start specifically with just like comedy shows that do like mystery, murder mystery kind of type things or whatever. Like those 
sort of whodunit kind of things. And I would have thought what they would have had one, but I couldn't find any direct information. You know, I was trying to like search through descriptions of the episodes and I'm like, I know they've got to have one. So Emily will probably know because I, um, because she, she, like she retains like that kind of trivia and stuff like so well. That's awesome. I'm very much like that too. Like I don't remember shit for like math equations and stuff that could really maybe suit me in life. But like I can remember obscure things from a trailer that I saw <laughs> years and years ago. And it's like, oh, you saw that? And it's like, no, I never even saw that movie. Right. But, you know, I remember this little clip from the trailer. And so it's I it's remember, so stupid. I remember that stuff from before the Internet way better than after. Because I think maybe it's just an information overload. After, That's what I was just going to ask. You know, because like I was talking to Cindy about some movie and she was like, I don't know anything about that. I go, I never even saw it, but I know all about it. <laughs> um, just because, you know, I'd seen the trailers and stuff and I'd heard about it or whatever. Um, because I was really like, you were talking about being more into music when you were younger. Like I was super, super into music up until I graduated college probably. And I'm still kind of am, but then I'm also like, like, whereas like my dad listens to stuff from the seventies or, you know, or whatever, uh, which uh, my dad's favorite, my dad's favorite artists are always cute girls. So he loved Sheena Easton in the eighties and um, <laughs> um, Olivia Newton-John in the seventies and Shania Twain in the nineties. So he's seen all of them in concert and everything. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I, I remember a kid in high school buying a Shania Twain album. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, you like that? And he's like, no. <laughs> Why did you buy it? And he's like, just look at the cover. She's re- she's really good, though. <laughs> I, I know, but like his reasoning for buying the album, I remember right. even as a high schooler, like full of hormones and everything, I'm like, you're stupid. Right? <laughs> like, that's a stupid reason to buy an album. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Like, I don't think I really ever... Like, there was... I don't know if you know the band Chevelle or not, but they... I listened to them before I even knew what they looked like. And then I just kind of looked out and saw one of their videos when they got a little more popular. And I'm like, oh, the lead singer is really cute. All right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I listened to them in high school and I didn't even see one of their videos till like college. Um, yeah, I like which, Chevelle. Okay. So you know who they are. Yeah. No, yeah. I always like them a lot. And I've seen them like four or five times because um, my friend from high school who I moved up here and lived with for a while, she uh, she was one of my best friends also. She and I uh, try to go see them whenever we can together, and we missed them the last time they were here. But we usually go like every other year to see them. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So, um, and it's just weird because it happened like way after we listened to them in high school. And then, na- you know, and then now we just like try to go see them and... You know, she follows them on Twitter and all that kind of stuff, and <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, but I really got into like in college, I really got into uh, the White Stripes. So then I got super obsessed with Jack White, and like James Hoff was talking about doing the the rock and roll podcast, and I'm like, if if you know, I love Jack White. We could talk about any of his bands if he wants. <laughs> so. Because <laughs> I've, I've seen, I've never seen him by himself, but I've seen his, the other three bands that he's been in like seven times total, I think. Because I've seen one like four times. 
I've seen the Raconteurs like four times, and they were only did two albums. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. The last time I went to a concert was maybe like 2001. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a super exciting person. But <laughs> I, I spend more time on like, you know, like out in the woods. You're like, like that's yeah. Like like the thought of like going and like paying a whole shitload for you know a minimum of two tickets because generally I mean chances are my wife's going to go with me, and then we're just going to be surrounded in that press of people, and then it's like so loud that you can't hear yourself think. Oh yeah, and it's like oh my god, like it just being there, it just makes me feel old. Like I, I shouldn't yeah. have these thoughts. I've gotten to where I need to wear like earplugs at shows. Um, yeah. I saw Franz Ferdinand this year. That's the only concert I've been to this year. So it was like a smaller show. And it's actually directly across the street from where I work now, where uh, now that I've gotten this new job. And it's awesome because it's like anytime I want to go to one of those shows, I can just like walk out the front door and go like go a block and eat somewhere and then walk back and I can leave my car parked in the parking lot and everything and then go see a show and then just walk back the block to my car and it'll be great. (laughs) No, that's perfect. I haven't done that yet, but um, there's actually two venues across the street from us. There's like one, like a sit-down venue and then like a stand-up venue. And the stand-up venue is where I saw Franz Ferdinand. And they were really good. Um, <laughs> I bought, t- God, I have the weirdest, like, it's weird. I bought tickets to go see them because it was my ex-boyfriend's favorite band. And then, or one of his favorite bands. And um, we broke up. But it was months ahead out of time that we were supposed to go to this. And he still went with me to it. Oh, <laughs> well, that was nice of you. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't because I, I had bought them so that we could go together or whatever. But um, I don't know. That's a whole weird thing. I don't want to. I could get into that if you want to hear about it. But um, just that we've just <laughs> like that. Because we've been friends this whole time, and we're sort of, sort of talking again. Maybe I don't know. I mean, we're talking to talking to each other, not necessarily talking like when you're a kid. We're talking, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. So I don't know. Maybe something will come out of that. Um, I hope so, because I really like him, and we get along really well, and we fit together really well. And then I don't want to. I'd, re- I'd I don't necessarily want to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca no, told I'll... me Rebecca told me not to deal with him anymore. <laughs> so I can change the subject for you. Yeah, she's going to yell at me. Um, no, um, it was just we both get we get we both had gotten new jobs at the time, and we had completely different schedules. And he was thinking he was going to have to move back home, and just because he was ha- like he doesn't have a car like his car blew up and then he had to get a new job because he missed too much work because his car blew up and then he had to get a new job and he got the new job and he can't afford to get a new car you know and all that kind of it's terrible um i feel so bad for him you know like people get in like situations and sometimes it just takes so long to get back out of that situation and so he's had like a pretty rough like nine or ten months so Anyway, um, no, I, I know how that can go. Like we've, we had like a flood in 2008 that totally fucked yeah. us over financially that we're still like, we're finally starting to get back on our feet from that. And that was going on 10 years ago. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I mean, 
you know, depending on how big the hit is, it can take a long time to recover from that sort of shit. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. And, you know, and it's hard. It's hard when you live in a town and you don't really have a lot of friends. So, like, he really yeah. was just friends with his roommate. And then he sort of became friends with people we worked with because we worked. Apparently, I can only meet people I work with. Because uh, <laughs> I worked <laughs> with my ex-husband, too. Um, and uh, so we worked together and he became friends with some people there, but it's like, then he didn't have a car. So then he didn't, you know, he didn't really hang out with people much because he lived so far across town that riding the bus back and forth to work was, you know, it'd take him an hour, hour and a half or whatever to get to work and or, or home from work or whatever, depending on how the buses were running. And, um, so, you know, he didn't really hang out much. And so then he just had me and then, now he doesn't really have anybody except for his roommate. And so he thought he was going to go back home because he's from New Jersey. And um, he, I don't know, he hasn't and whatever. <laughs> it's stuff's hard. It is. Yeah. You know? Life is tough. Well, Anybody who tells you any differently is fucking pampered. When I got, when I got a divorce, I was working that part-time job and going to school. And so I was working for eight fifteen an hour, like 25 Eesh. hours a week. Because, you know, they own their business, so they couldn't really afford to pay us a whole lot. And most of us were just doing, like, a lot. I mean, Cindy worked, lived really close. She could walk back and forth. You know, she um, she's legally blind, so she had, like, Social Security and Medicare and stuff like that. So she didn't have to worry about that kind of stuff. You know, like, I had car insurance and, and gas and everything to pay for. You know what I mean? Like, I had extra stuff to pay for. And I don't know how I did it, like... My ex-husband paid for my first year of rent for me because he felt bad for me because I didn't have a job, but I ended up getting a full-time job. Um, and here's, you probably saw this, but I'll just tell everybody because I think it's really fucked up and I still can't stop talking to people about it because it's the most fucked up thing he ever did to me. We've been We've been friends and we talk to each other once or twice a month and I've seen him in the last month like twice. And he got married two months ago. He never even told me he was dating anybody. And he was asking me questions about that other guy that I was talking about, like, last year. And he was dating this woman then. Never even told me. Ever. He's like, I didn't know how to tell you. I found out by seeing pictures on Facebook. Because I'm still <laughs> friends with his mom on Facebook. And this girl, like, tagged her in it. And I'm like, oh, is this one of his cousins I didn't meet? Because he's got so many cousins. And I click on it. And the first thing I see is a picture of her and him at their wedding. And I'm oh, like, yeah, that had to have been. Whoa. Yeah. Because I thought we were friends. And it's like, if one of my other friends got married and didn't tell me, if they were dating for someone for over a year and we talked all the time and they never told me any of that, I would still be as mad, you know? Because it's not like, I certainly, like, I've been saying to people that that was the best thing that happened to me was us getting a divorce. It was hard on me the first few months, but. You know, I like the things that I was not doing out of respect for him because he doesn't like he doesn't like tattoos and he doesn't, you know, he didn't want me going and doing all these conventions and stuff all the time because he didn't want me to be away from home, even though he had a job where he worked uh, out of town all the time. Like it, it was just it was frustrating, especially towards the end. And I should have known that it was going to end. And um, 
but I have clinical depression besides the anxiety and he didn't understand what, how any of that is. And then finally, after we, after I was getting my last bit of stuff from his house one day, I was like, it's like you're drowning, but you can still see the light and you're like trying to yell and trying to wave your hands out of the water, but like nobody sees you. (laughs) Like you can see where safety is, but you can't get to it. And he was just like, well, why didn't you say that before? I go, I tried. It wouldn't have changed anything. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> um, but like, I wanted. Yeah, the- so, sometimes those things just gotta run their course. They do, yeah. And but I don't that know. is kind of fucked up that you were in communication with him and like he never mentioned anything All about it. The time and the two times that I saw him, he wasn't wearing a wedding ring. One time he had just gotten done playing golf. He picked me up from the airport because. Um, yeah. Well, I didn't have a job for a little while. And so I asked him if I could borrow a little bit of money to help pay for my rent. Never told Cindy this. So if she listens to this, she'll find out. <laughs> um, because I didn't want to, I didn't want to freak. I didn't want to bother her. I didn't want to freak her out or anything at the time. And so I wanted to pay him back the last bit of money. And so I was like, Hey, I hurt my knee uh, getting on the airplane. Will you come and pick me up at the airport? <laughs> Cause I don't want to ride in somebody else's car cause I can't walk and I'll need somebody to carry my suitcase to my door for me. And he was like, yeah, that's fine. So he came and got me no big deal, whatever. Um, then I was like, yeah, and I'm going out of town a couple other, and it's like, well, if you need a ride, let me know. So I come home on Memorial day. Like I, so we made a plan. He would pick me up at the airport on Memorial day. Cause he didn't have anything else to do is what he said. He was already married by now. And never, ever, like, and that day he golfed, and he come and got me, and he wasn't wearing a ring that day either, but it makes it kind of makes sense, because, I mean, he's left-handed, and, uh, you know, so whatever. I was like, so when I found out, I was really, really pissed off, because I'm like, why can't you tell me? Because I didn't know how to tell you. I'm like, you are a fucking coward. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know? Like, it's, it's as simple as, I met somebody, she makes me happy. We're gonna and make they look so it. happy in their pictures. And why, like, did he, was he afraid that I would be sad that he wasn't happy or that I would get mad? I mean, I'm a, I, I can be emotional, but I'm a fucking adult. Thank you very much. <laughs> and did I ever call him <laughs> and tell him I wanted him back? No. I told, I had, had warned him. I said, you know what? You know, we, it's like, we have stuff in common and I like hanging out with you. So if I send you a text message that tells you I miss you, I'm sorry. (laughs) And I never did. I never once did. Because I didn't miss him that bad. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, that's good. It's good. Yeah. You know, and I do. Like, anytime we had talked after that, it was fine. Like, we'll send each other recommendations of stuff to watch on Netflix or shit like that. Like, weird stuff. And never once did he think. Yeah, communicating like friends. Yeah. He told me all about his mom meeting somebody. He had told me about her meeting this guy last year and he kept pursuing her and pursuing her and all this stuff. And she was like, no, 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 I don't want to get married. I'm too old. We'll have to get everything together. And then finally this year, she's like, okay, fine. We'll get married. Cause they decided to live in her house. And so he talks about this guy all the time about how he'll see this guy wearing his dad's shirts. Like his dad's been dead for four years and she still has some of his stuff. And I've seen pictures on Facebook that I guarantee you those were his dad's shirts. Like, I recognize them, too. You know, like, this is weird shit. This whole family. That is kind of weird. Um, (laughs) I'm glad I'm not in this family anymore. Like, I loved his nieces. They were great (laughs) kids. But, like, 
like they're adults, but I call them kids. You know, they're in their like early twenties, um, and they're and his uh-huh. nephew. Like they're all great, but. I'm just like, I haven't even deleted all of them, but I'm going to, but I made the post the other day about how I found out about that and how none of them told me and they were all still friends with me. And I thought that was fucked up. Um, like they just assumed he would tell me, I guess. And he just assumed I would find out from seeing pictures on Facebook. And one weird thing was he was like, I don't want any pictures of me on Facebook. Like he told me that like several years ago. So I had to go and take every picture I had of him off of Facebook. I'm like, that's weird. Why, why are you want that? And he got real mad at me about it, about why I was questioning him about it. I was like, so now I'm thinking back to all that stuff. And I'm like, what was really going on? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know. It's not, it sounds like you're better off with somebody I like am. that not in your life. I so, am. You know, it's probably a blessing in disguise. Oh yeah, no, I had realized that before, but it's even more evident now. You know, it's weird shit. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people. I don't know. Just people in general are fucking weird. They are. I mean, you I know. I'm fine with the kind of weird that I am. <laughs> and that's the most important part, right? Oh uh, yeah, like the. <laughs> So I'm okay with somebody being the kind of weird I am, but man, like you, oh, like people do sneaky, shady shit. And it's like, it's like, you can do that sort of stuff to me once and I'm going to remember it. Mm -hmm. And so then future events are going to be colored by the knowledge of, well, they did that fucked up thing once. And so you always got to kind of be on the lookout for that because that wasn't awesome to deal with. Exactly. Um, and I'm even happier now that whenever we split up, I, he was, he had wanted like the ring and stuff back. Cause he used to say, you know, if, if the woman leaves, she should give the ring back. I go, okay, I agree with that. And then I started to give it back to him and I go, you know what? I'm going to keep this because you said that if I were to leave, I would be basically breaking that contract and I would have to owe it back to you, but you're making me leave. So I'm going to keep it cause you broke the contract. So go. I still have it, and it's a big fucking rock, and I'm trying to figure out how to, <laughs> how to like get some cash out of it because it's gigantic. Because and, and and the thing I said after that was I don't also I don't want you giving this to another woman because I know this I go I know this diamond was meant for somebody else because you had it before you had the rest of the ring because they didn't come from the same place because he quote unquote designed a ring but. Really, it's just because he had this diamond from something else. Like, he even got a check in the mail for, um, from when he had bought it because there was some refund that people were getting because they were overcharged for diamonds or some shit. Like, some weird thing. And the time period that it was supposed to be was totally when he was dating this other girl that I remember he had said that he thought they were going to get married, but then... Then they ended up calling it off like she left him or whatever. Uh, so I knew that's what it was. And he was like, oh, yeah, I just got my mom some diamond earrings or something for Christmas or something is like what he said it was. I was like, no, I'm not stupid. <laughs> no kidding, right? Like, oh, geez. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say you're better off. But I I do that with things that bother me, though, also, even when I come to the realization of I'm going to be better off when I let this go and I quit stewing over it. If it's pissed me off bad enough, it takes me a while to let it go. Uh, it doesn't help with the anxiety. That just makes it even worse, I think. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, but it's just the last few days I've been talking about him a lot because I'm just so pissed off about it. Like I called my mom last night and was telling her about it. I'm like, what? Like I don't cuss a lot in front of my mom because she used to, she, God, she would cuss like a sailor. And one day she told me that she, she would feel better if I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't really in front of her. And then and I've gotten in the last recent years that I started actually doing it. And so I was just like, I was just like, what kind of bullshit was this motherfucker doing? Well, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, especially if it's over something that's really bringing that passion out in you. That it's like, yeah, even sometimes those things, you know, even if it's something that happened a long time ago and you start to think about it, it can still cut deep. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know. They say time heals all wounds, but it's like, if you, <laughs> it depends on how much it pissed you off, I think. <laughs> yeah, like, I have I have a really bad temper when I get mad. Like, I... <laughs> so don't anybody make me mad, because I will pull out any of the, the pettiest, tiniest things that I know will push your buttons, and I will lay it all out for you because I keep all of that <laughs> stuff. I don't use like people, people use that kind of stuff to manipulate people and to hurt people like all the time. And I'm like, that's terrible. But if you make me mad enough, I'm going to pull it out. Everything I know. And that's not a good thing. <laughs> Cause I did that to him. I did that to him. Oh, whenever, like, you know, like in fights and stuff. Yeah. And I didn't usually like, I wouldn't bring up stuff in fights. Usually, um, not like really like deep, her actual hurtful shit, you know, just be like, you know, you keep doing technical difficulties. <laughs> it's like it's got, it's like, I know, like you were talking, all of a sudden it got really quiet. Uh, so for after a second, I was like, yeah, uh, I don't. I, I was just bitching about my ex husband. Um, basically, <laughs> the Monday of Thanksgiving. Two years ago, 2015, he said, I don't love you anymore. I said, you're going to start a new job January 1st or 2nd or whatever day of the week. Um, I was like, well, you'll be home all the time. Do you want to, we can work on this. And he said, no, I've already, I've already tried. And I'm like, that's not how it works. You don't just try by yourself. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) I'm like, okay, this is probably, but yeah, no, it was weird, weird, weird. Um. So, yeah. So, I don't know. So, I just think that he probably met this girl at some point in time, and then it was just over. Because they've known each other for over a year, for sure. And um, I am a stalker on the internet and was looking at her Facebook, and she had received a necklace from his mom while she was on vacation. And from what I can gather, because it's all in Spanish. um, Oh, (laughs) Yeah, so I have to do like the translating because I could read part of it, I could understand part of it, um, but I was still trying to figure out what was happening. So, uh, but those translate things are terrible. So it wasn't any better of a translation than me reading it in straight out of Spanish. Um, but like, <laughs> I got a necklace from his mother in April. I moved out in January, and in April, his mother gave her a necklace. What? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I uh, mean, like, it really does sound like you're way better off because all that shit sounds shady. And it was. In in the end, all, all it is, it's it's just fucking toxic shit for your mind. And, and you it's, know, and it's when fucking people can't like communicate with someone. It's like, tell me that you know you're having problems. Don't wait till six months later and then be like, oh yeah, I've tried to work on it because that's not. 
when you when you say tell your partner that you guys are a team and then you go and like try to fix it yourself without telling them that's not being a team so fuck off buddy (laughs) (laughs) yeah there you go (laughs) that's the conclusion you need to come around to it is well no i mean i have it's just it was just i had settled into the fact that we actually that not that it was terrible for us to be romantically together but it was fine for us to be friends because i didn't have to put up with the shit i didn't like but at least i still had somebody to talk to and laugh with laugh about with stuff you know yeah but then, no, nope, that took a weird-ass turn, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a perfect lead, and um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is... <laughs> um, Seven years later, I wanted to ask you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, you're always putting lots of uh, posts on Facebook that concern, <laughs> you know, like women's social issues and stuff. Yes. And, um, <laughs> you know, especially in light of, like, you know, this the stuff coming out with Harvey Weinstein or Weinstein mm-hmm. or whatever, however you say it, Prick's name. Yeah. Um, and all that stuff. I, I really wanted to get your take on, and I've heard you mention this before that you've kind of encountered kind of bullshit feminism type or not feminism, but like sexism type shit at cons with guys coming up yeah. and, and questioning you and stuff. And so that was one of the yeah. things I wanted to touch on a bit. Um, like I don't have, uh, I don't usually have problems like with like, uh, my cosplays or anything. That's one thing. You know, they always say like cosplay is consent and stuff, but people don't like want like weird, creepy pictures of me usually because I don't dress more, I guess, quote unquote, provocatively because I'm not comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I would if I were more comfortable with, you know, what I look like or whatever, I probably would. Or, you know, like whatever, some of the outfits. Um, what do they mean by cosplay but, is consent? Because people will come up and they will, like, just take pictures of people without asking. They'll touch people and stuff, like, weird shit. Like, you know, it's like, oh, this is a nice outfit. And then, like, grab somebody or whatever. And it's like, yeah, okay, even if you're dressed as a Playboy bunny, don't, like, someone can't come up and just grab your ass or whatever because that's just not right. Because I've seen that kind of stuff happen. Like, okay, yeah, I'm Power Girl and I got my boobs hanging out like all my cleavage but that doesn't mean you can touch them <laughs> you know that yeah. kind of thing yeah. um that was just the first person i could think of but you know um uh, <laughs> there's a lot of those kind of outfits that are that are, seem like ridiculous but um like i don't know how she's got that big hole because all of that it would not be aerodynamic because the air would go in between her boobs and it would be cold and it would be uncomfortable <laughs> but more power more power, no pun intended, to her. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so, but I, like, in regular, it seems to happen more in regular clothes because I'm looking at comics or, like, wh- you know, whatever. I'm looking at stuff where I'm, like, you know, like, I ask about this Star Wars toy or something, and then you get mansplained about stuff, and I'm, like, I know what this, or, you know, um... I actually saw a post from a friend who said that her and some friends walked by a a comic dealer at New York Comic Con and every dude that walked by, he would ask him if he liked comics and every girl that walked by, he would ignore them. And I saw a guy that I see at every con there that sells comic books and I guarantee, well, I don't guarantee it was the same guy because I've seen it happen with other people, but it probably was him because he always does that. Like, I don't ever buy comic books from him because he won't ever talk to me. That's because weird. I'm a girl. Yeah. I'm like, 
yeah, buddy, I don't need to give you my money. I'm just, it's like, I just want to like buy, a, I'd like if I could actually buy them, then I'd be like, yeah, I'm just going to cut them up because really that's what I'm buying them for is to cut them up to do decoupage stuff. Um, <laughs> should I've buy a whole be- bunch of them and then say that after the transaction. Right. Done. That's what I was thinking I ought to do. Just I'm like, try I don't piss even- them off. <laughs> right. But I don't even want to give him any money because he's like, because I've literally like walked by like with friends and he'll talk to the guy and uh, like, and none of the women it's like this is bullshit or like you i think was he's like super awkward to the point where he's afraid of women or do you think he's i don't know but most of us at these comic conventions are just as weird and nerdy yeah there are some that are hot girls but i see some hot guys walking around too you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> so it's like i don't know i've always been awkward but whatever uh Oh, you're like, I can't even tell you how thankful I am that I've been married as long as I am because I was terrible at dating. Oh, was, God, I don't want to do that. I don't I don't want to like I'm pro- like, yeah, I can't I can't do this. I can't do this like online dating shit. I can't do like I don't go to bars because like I said, I don't drink a whole lot, but I don't want to meet somebody at bars because like. Because then the, what if that's their thing? That's all they do what if, and that's then it's not like, what I do. Ex- I mean, I know exactly how you yeah, feel. Yeah, because if that's <laughs> what I did, then that would be fine because then we could do that together. But I want to, you know, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, like, yeah, sexism people, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Like I have people question because, you know, like I wear T-shirts and stuff and like someone, I mean, it's not even like comic stuff. Like I have... I had on a Pink Floyd t-shirt one day and yeah, there are people who like wear Ramones t-shirts and don't know who they are or whoever. And I'm like, are you fucking going to ask me if I know who Pink Floyd is and I'm wearing a t-shirt? You could just fuck off. <laughs> that, that's exactly. Yeah. Those people, it's like you need to like verbally assassinate them as soon as possible. Yeah. Like I heard you on some podcast and you were saying that like, like a like guys would come up and be like, "Oh, you're wearing this T-shirt. Well, you know, do you read that comic? Yeah. Like, what, what what happened or or what character is this? Yeah. Like, Are you serious? You would just and walk up to a total stranger and just give them a pop quiz as if you right. were the, like the end all be all authority on that character, and you need to judge everybody and question them. What a prick. Right. And it doesn't like it happens to me some, but it also happens to my friends and stuff too. You know what I mean? So it's not always me. Sometimes I have good interactions a lot, but I also have like terrible interactions. <laughs> but like a do- like a Doctor Who convention, like somebody is like trying to tell me all this stuff and I'm like, "You're wrong." And he's like, "No, no, no, that's I'm like, "No, n- no, no. That's not right. I I I know this." Like <laughs> you know, I'm trying to tell him like he's talking about like this one companion and all this stuff and I'm like, "That's that's not what happens." <laughs> like like, I have a sonic screwdriver in my pocket, asshole. Right, right. <laughs> I, I, know, granted, I know you're wrong. <laughs> he was there for the Doctor Who convention, too, but he just didn't know. And then there was a guy that worked with me. Like, he uh, he was, like, over some programmers at this job that I was at. And I did some basic programming, but I didn't work for technically IT because then they'd make me do other IT stuff. Um, and he was all talking about how, like, the TARDIS is... A Mark 40 TARDIS. But he kept saying 42, like, you know, Hitchhiker's Guide, 42. And I'm like, no, that's, uh-huh. that's wrong. That, that's wrong. You're wrong. 
<laughs> but he would not listen to me. Like, he was like, oh, no, 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 it's, I'm like, whatever. It was like, I think you're just dumb. Cause like his, he was talking about his daughter got her personalized license plate to say Mark 42, but I think she did it as a mashup because I feel like she knew better. <laughs> and he just thought he was cool and i was like nope you're not like he would argue with people over everything like he argued with somebody over like arlo guthrie lyrics or something one day and wrong you know like it was like weird shit he was a weirdo Uh, (laughs) he just dies on his sword every time yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, anyway he doesn't work there anymore apparently i don't know um like one good, of the people good who for everybody there, else there right <laughs> right yeah because one of his employees uh is the is the woman who like taught me everything i know about programming um and i still i call her every once in a while and talk to her um because she was like my only ally because it was all like dudes in charge and we were women doing like computer stuff and they never knew what they were talking about and we had to like explain <laughs> things to them <laughs> Oh, God, like, oh, yeah, no, they, no, they were terrible. Like, that's a hard thing about also being, like, a woman, like, that has a math degree, too, you know, like, sometimes. Like, I did pretty good with the other, like, people in my class because my classes were almost 50-50. Like, there were so many women that were either going to teach high school math or, like, it was using it as one of their their middle school because we we would do two two things for middle school so you could be math and social studies or whatever and so half of them were women so that was really awesome and like the dudes were you know they were all pretty good about it like even like the guys you would think would just be like backwards trucker hat frat dudes they were they were they were super cool about all of us too like we all got along and I think it was because I went to a small school because we had about, I don't know, maybe a thousand kids at at my college. So, like, I had more kids in my high school than at my college, you know? Wow. Uh, So, we had, like, three teachers. So, two of them only taught math and the other one taught math and physics. So... So, yeah, um, so I had the same teachers over and over again, and we all were the same uh, in the same classes, but it was really cool. So, so I didn't really have to deal with that there, but I always saw, like, I always saw that kind of crap with, like, the cool, like, guys on the basketball team or the football team, like, talking shit to girls. I'm like, that's not cool. You know, it's like, I know I'm friends with some of your teammates, and they aren't bullshit like you are. What What is your problem? And then they just look at me like, where did you come from? Because <laughs> they would ignore me all the time because I wasn't like some hot girl, you know? I'm like, I don't know if that's good, but it's also bad because it's like, you're going to ignore me because I don't live up to your standards, like physically. And then you're going to be shitty to these girls who live up to your standards, but you're terrible. So why should, but you don't live up to their standards. So yeah, I don't understand. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I remember being at parties in high school and stuff and like just listening to the guys around me talk and like having a talk with like one of my best friends at the time, because I think I was like going through a breakup or something like that. And I was sad and like, he was very much like the, like a one night stand type guy. And so that was kind of the, the advice he was giving me. And I, I remember looking at him going, dude, I'm not like you. I can't, I can't go and do that. Like Mm -hmm. the thought of like being like 
intimate with somebody that I don't already have like a relationship right. with. Like that's like, no, I can't, I can't just skip all those steps. And also I wouldn't want to do something like that with somebody that I would then not have any sort of plans for any sort of future action with. Mm-hmm. Like if I couldn't see like any sort of future, like I wouldn't want to be with that person, then wouldn't it then be very hurtful to then mm-hmm. just try and get into her pants and mm-hmm. then just be like, okay, check that box off onto the next one. It's like, no, dude, I, I can't, I don't do that sort of stuff. And in fact, like when guys do that, when I would witness guys do that, even when it'd be my friends, I'd be like, dude, that's like fucking sociopath behavior. Like, how could you be so unempathic to another person's feelings to do something like that? And I'd witness it over and over again. But then as a result, also, like, so like all through high school, it's like I had like two long-term relationships and then, you know, met Lindsay after high school and ended up marrying her. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's just, I was like, I've always been, you know, that sort of person where it's like, I, I do very well in like a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, when I see some people behave like that, it's just, but then also I need to remind myself, dude, you cannot just conform the world right. and expect everybody to look at the world the way you do. And I don't really expect it, but and I think I think my friends always know that if they ask my advice, it's like, well, you can go to Joe if you want the wholesome advice. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, I, totally, I totally have you beat. So um, I didn't go on any dates until I was like 20, ever. Oh, wow. uh, I went on like maybe I think maybe three or four guys that I have been on dates with and then like there was like three of them and then my ex-husband and then the guy that I just stopped dating. So like five guys have ever gone on actual date. Well, well, okay, six because one was unintentionally a double date that I didn't know about. <laughs> I bet that was awkward. Oh, yeah. So my friend... <laughs> My friend and her boyfriend uh, came over to our dorm, and he had his friend with him. Well, they were. She didn't want him to be. She. She. She didn't necessarily want him to be like the third wheel or anything, but he was totally fine with it. And but they came over to the dorm because then she's like, "Oh, I'll see if anybody else wants to go out to eat with us, so this isn't like awkward." Well, my <laughs> next door neighbor, but my next door neighbor was like. Oh, yeah, I'll go eat with you guys, whatever. And then she's like, wait a minute, I've got a boyfriend. That'll be awkward. And so then she comes and gets me not knowing. She's like, hey, you know, Jamie's over here. You want to come hang out for a little bit? I was like, okay. So then this guy thinks I'm cute. So then my friend, not Jamie, that came over, but my friend that lived next door to me, like, drags me out in the hallway. It was like, we were going to go eat. You need to come with us. He thinks you're cute. And I'm like, what? 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 (laughs) (laughs) So it was like a double date with an extra person. And I'm like, this is weird. And he was kind of weird to me the whole night because I don't know. Like, I don't know if Jamie said that she was going to get somebody for him or what. I don't know what happened. But she didn't come to my room first. She went to our friend's room first. And I was like, this is no... Nope. Uh, but then there was a guy on the football team that I went out with a couple times who ended up who ended up instead of dating me dating another girl named Brooke who was similar to me except she played soccer like it was weird like we had like <laughs> same items of clothing and shit but she was blonde and tan and I'm like brunette and pale. You know, she was athletic and I wasn't, but everything like we liked the same kind of things and we were both weird ass people. Um, I think she tried to be an actress in New York. I don't know what's happened to her, but um, 
they broke up a long time ago and he he was uh i was into like uh church and stuff then which now i'm i usually people bother me and i just say i'm an atheist so then they completely leave me alone but most of the time i think i'm agnostic because every time sometimes i'm like there's so there's got to be something but then i don't know (laughs) yeah no that's very much where i'm at i can relate to that and so i was super into like church and stuff so i was i wasn't an athlete but i was an fca you know because i had friends that were in, you know so fellowship of christian athletes is what that stands for and then like so i was on all those kind of groups and this guy was and he ended up marrying a a girl that he met on a mission trip in france who was from louisiana or somewhere and then they ended up moving to like indonesia or somewhere being missionaries and i'm like oh i dodged a bullet there <laughs> right but um he was definitely the most like quote unquote like popular and good looking person I'd ever dated. <laughs> no offense <laughs> to anybody else, but you know, because everybody just thought he was great because we went to high school together and like one of his ex girlfriends is a model, like a real legit model. And so like it was just a weird, bizarre thing because we have a lot of the same friends and then like my cousin has a lot of the same friends with him and I don't, it was just a weird sort of thing. Um, and then there was. Let's see. Then there was um, another guy that I went out with a couple times that I worked with who really liked me. And I think he and every time we see each other, like after I broke up with my husband and then he had broken up with his girlfriend, our birthdays are like a day apart. And he was like, like he took me out. We ate ice cream and he paid for it. He's like, it's your birthday. I go, but your birthday, too. I don't understand. No. Why don't we pay for each other's, you know, because then I'm like. Is it that he's excited that I don't have anybody right now? He doesn't have anybody. I don't know. But I couldn't tell. So I just didn't. Because I was just never interested in him that way. Like we were always friends. And it's sad. Like sometimes that happens. Like people talk about the friend zone. Which I think is bullshit. Because I don't lash out at people. Like I never lashed out at any of the dudes that didn't want to date me. Because I wasn't their type or whatever. You know like I didn't pull any of that bullshit that some of these dudes have you know yeah so (laughs) so i know what it's like to like have a friend and have a connection and then want to like try to take it somewhere and then they don't want to you know like whatever that's the story of my life um that's why i like dated like four people (laughs) yeah you know uh but like my my ex-husband was like my first like real real boyfriend so like that was weird and he had like he had some like like issues because he's 14 years older than me. So he had some issues about like thinking that I was going to leave him for somebody else and stuff in the beginning because he thought that, Oh, well he, I was, he was my first boyfriend and, but no, and things were really good for a while for several years, you know, until like that last year, I guess that we were married. But, um, and then I started working at this new job, this new full-time job. And this kid was sitting behind me and he was, telling corny jokes and then in our training we were we had to use like um star wars people as like our fake account names and stuff and one of them one of the names was um anakin skywalker or something and so then i hear him talking about star wars and i turn around and then i start asking questions and then one like did did they have anakin yeah, and I go, I was like, I was asking him questions, and then one was like a, a name that was all mixed up, and it sounded like one that was from like 
the like alter like the extended universe and stuff and i'm like so do you think this is blah 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 or do you think she just made thought she made this up and he's like oh and so then he starts going back and forth with me about like you know like um you know all of what are their names like jason and all the all of those you know all of like the other kids in the because i just know of it i haven't really read all of those books but i know a lot about it um solos and you know skywalkers and all that stuff and and so we're talking about it and um we were in pairs that's what's funny is we were in pairs and me and my partner were done doing our stuff and then the girl that was his partner was like what are you talking about like she was cool (laughs) and she was friends with us but she was just like what (laughs) (laughs) and um he got us uh, everybody in our group to play pokemon go (laughs) 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 and um so then one night me and cindy were gonna go play pokemon go after work like she was gonna meet me uh like she was gonna walk from where she works to where i worked because we both we still both work downtown um and then i was like you can come if you want you know just kind of like because i ended up sitting next to him like we got moved around and i got moved really far in the back and i'm like i can't see back here i can't i can't deal with this and she let me move and there was a spot open next to him and i knew he had been acting weird towards me like different than he did everybody else i was like maybe he likes me i'll just go over here and sit and see what happens (laughs) (laughs) and then it was great and um it was all that that was always great like we never really fought about anything and um but i like that we didn't have this everything in common and you know, he just had a hard time, and then I just—he just said that he didn't think that he could, uh, you know, be there for me the way that he thought he should, and that was it. And then we just talked to each other maybe once a month or every other week. I don't know, but I've talked to him a lot lately because it was his birthday a couple weeks ago. But he was twenty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> So I went from like 14 years older to like eight years younger. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like you know, I have... Depending on the person that can work out just fine though, you know, yeah, because no. I mean, age really is just a number. And in the end it's, it's how well do two personalities match up and you know, all that relationship shit. <laughs> yeah. And you know, but I, I think that's why I don't like, I'm like, I don't want to, I'm already awkward enough, so I don't want to deal with, like, dating people because, and, like, you know, I go to these conventions and stuff, so you'd think there would be someone there that I would run into, but it's either, like, people are, like, shitty like that or are not interested in me at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. And then sometimes I think, like, like I don't, because I've only, like... You know, because I went, I was super like into Christian stuff and in a small town. And so, like, even though, like, from the time that I was a small child, like, I never really thought about, like, that not every, like, like, oh, what, Joe doesn't like boys too? You know what I mean? Like, I never thought, like, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I just assumed that everybody, like, you just sort of, most people just naturally ended up with the opposite sex, but most people, I just figured everybody probably liked it, you know, like would have romantic feelings for everybody. And then it got to where I was older and I understood what was happening. And then like, I had to like shut all that down because it was, 
you know, like it wasn't cool. And I was raised Catholic and they're like, oh, no, you can't, um, you know, you can't be gay. You can't be bi or you can't be any of that stuff. And so then when I got older, I was like, that's bullshit, because why can't I love who I want to love, you know? So but I never like dated any girls or anything, which is weird because there were a couple girls that then I found out later that I probably could have dated that. I anyway, that's a whole nother <laughs> thing. Um, because you know, then they come out later and then whatever. Um, but both of them are happily married and they're both of them are adorable in their respective relationships now. So that's fine. Um, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I was glad that both of them got, cause one of them had been married to a man and then they broke up and then she found the, this woman who's just wonderful and the name's Ram. And so they're just, just disgustingly cute. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about just seeing people happy. So I, know, I mean, right? like that's, I've, I've never cared, you know, what somebody's sexual orientation is. And, and like Rogan, Joe Rogan has a great bit in one of his really old stand up pieces that, um, if you have a problem with gay marriage, you're either stupid or you secretly worry that dicks are delicious. Right. <laughs> it's like, right. that's really what it's got to come down to. I definitely think I've seen that one. Uh, <laughs> it's a great meme. You've yeah, probably yeah. definitely seen it. <laughs> uh, but like, it's just weird. So then I'm already kind of awkward. And then like people, it's like, like there was this girl in one of my art classes and I don't know, I don't know. Like, I kind of had a crush on her, and that was when my marriage was ending. And then one day she asked me how I was doing, and I was, like, kind of terrible just because, you know, I got to find a place to live, and my marriage is over, and my husband is a piece of shit and stuff. And so I, then I think she just thought that I would – so I don't know if it was – because the way she acted towards me act, was sort of like maybe it was kind of like, hey, maybe something's going to happen. But then it didn't, and I feel like it was because then she was like, oh, she's – you know, she's not interested, but, um, I would have been, I don't know, but she was really young. So maybe that would have been bad. Uh, <laughs> Cause she was like 21. Um, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, so it's like, so I'm not only, am I just sort of awkward? I'm just like awkward with everyone. Cause I don't know. Cause I don't think anybody's ever interested in me. And, um, I don't know how to like, yeah, I don't, I don't have any idea how to, how to date people. And I don't, like I said, I don't want to do online stuff. Like a friend of mine got divorced and she got on Tinder and she met all kinds of people and that's fine. Like, because like you were talking about your friend in high school, it's like if both of them are completely like, like if they just want to do that and it's like, it's like your friend that you go to the the theme park with to ride roller coasters. And that's the only time you see each other. Fine. But it's like, I would be too worried that one of us would get some sort of attachment. Probably me. Um, <laughs> and then the other one wouldn't reciprocate, reciprocate, you know, and then that gets, that gets icky and weird. And you don't, you know what I mean? Like, cause then after you've had sex and stuff, then that's weirder than just being friends yeah. with somebody and having to me is, um, but to some people, it's like, oh, whatever. Um, you know, I just so that's that's not my thing either. And I, it's like if people want to do that, that's totally fine. Um, you know, like and I have a friend like I have a friend that's in um, like poly relationships a lot and like not God. And then sorry, Brian was talking about that, that 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, Professor Marsden and the women or whatever, like, not all of them like that. <laughs> anyway. Um, well, I, I've just, like, just seen, th- there's like reality shows and stuff on it, or like, you know, real sex on HBO, and so I've kind of seen little bits of it there, and I'm just like, like I... Poly, like, people who are poly are not always in, like, relationships with all of them together. Sometimes yeah. it's just that, like, maybe... Let's say, like, I was okay with my boyfriend seeing other people, but I didn't want to because I wasn't comfortable with it, but I was okay. So then he might have another girlfriend or, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, Which, like, mentally, like, I'm okay with that kind of stuff. But then it's like, I know that, like, with my anxiety and depression and stuff, like, there would be times when I would just, like, want no part of it. (laughs) So I have to be like, I can't, like, I can't deal with that because I know, like, my emotional levels will hit certain things and then I will just ruin it because I will freak out and that it would just be safer not to deal with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's yeah. <laughs> I would, I, I'm not made for that. I'm right. I'm, and, I'm just the, I work best in, in, mono, in a monogamous relationship. Yeah, and, and, and it's also when like someone like you and your wife can get together and you know, you have this nice little, Relationship, and I'm sure you've had ups and downs because everybody does, but you guys are able to make it work. And you know, you seem like I don't really know her, but for, you know, from what I hear from you, you guys seem to be really great, and your kids are great, even though sometimes they can be shits. That's how kids are. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch that live video? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Afterwards, I said to my wife, I was like, if I could do that again, I would have done that by myself. And she's like, oh, you think? <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> Oh, they were all about like everything. It was so great. Um, and and Joe Vitale just kept saying candy, give him candy and stuff like that. It was so hilarious. Uh, well, I loved all was... of his comments. Oh God, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take some responsibility for that too because I know that like like he was he he does really well in school all day. Like um, we just had his parent teacher conferences and they're like, Oh, Liam listens so well. He does so great in class. And then he comes home and just lets it all out. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have done the live video after he's been home from school for less than an hour. (laughs) Yeah, no, I was never like, I was always a really smart kid always, (laughs) but I was always talking. I was always in trouble in Catholic school. I sat outside in the hallway all the time. (laughs) <laughs> because especially in the nuns that I had for teachers were the worst. They hated me. Um, but like I would get done, we would do work in class and then I would get done and then I would try to help my friends get done. So then I could talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> right. And then, Oh God, I had the worst. It was so bullshit. Like I had the worst like bullies in school because they'd say dumb shit to me about, they'd call me stupid and stuff and call me fat and everything. And I'm like, I'm not stupid because you try to copy my homework. Yeah. So I don't want to hear any more from you. Like I was, I was like, for me, thinking back, I'm like, I was the best kid. Cause I was like, I was all like, always like, fuck you without actually saying fuck you to them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> because I didn't care. And like, I've had friends who were like, you know, I didn't have any, like, I wish I could have, like, I've gotten with the anxiety, less confidence, but So I wish I could have the confidence I had when I was a kid because I didn't care. Like I wore whatever I wanted. I said whatever I wanted and I still kind of do now. And I think that's, 
I think that's the only like real redeeming quality why people stay around me is because they know that I'm going to tell them the truth about things. Like they ask me a question, I'm going to be honest with them. I'm not going to tell any shit. I'm not going to let anybody give my friends shit, you know. So those are my those are my redeeming qualities. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> they're good qualities. I, <laughs> you should be proud of that. Well, thanks. honestly, that's it's a good one. And like, yeah. I'm big on that too, but I think sometimes I more balance it against like, I, I really worry too much about hurting people's feelings, even if it's somebody that I shouldn't give a shit if I hurt their feelings. And so, yeah. Yeah. I've, that that's my crazy that I've got in my head. <laughs> no, I felt like that before. And I'm like, I don't need to like, it's like this person did, like, I have to tell myself, I have to give myself like a pep talk. It's like, this person did me wrong. So they obviously don't care about me. So I don't need to care about them. Yeah, that's the perfect way to look at it. Which is like the whole thing with my ex-husband when I was texting him the other day and he's like, I don't know how to tell you. I'm sorry. I just figured you'd see it on Facebook, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, like a year and a half later, I saw it on Facebook. (laughs) I mean, not from when they got married, but from when they started dating or whatever. But so then I'm like, he obviously like he's pretending like he cared about my feelings to not tell me. But I had told him before. I told him before I was like. I think it's stupid when people do that. Sorry, Joe. Um, <laughs> because if it's something really it big. It is stupid. Well, if it's something really big and you're doing that, then it just snowballs. And then you're in this huge, big, like, trench that you've gotten yourself in. And then when the person finds out, then it's terrible. And, like, so when I oh, find yeah. out. And so then well, I, was I could like, never let something go to that level, yeah, that, though, like, either, because then I'd feel guilty that, oh, my God, I'm not I'm keeping something from a friend that's maybe, lying by omission. And maybe yeah. that's why he was so nice to me about stuff and doing stuff for me because he felt guilty. I don't know. But I was just Could've like, been. so my last so my last text message to him was, is she the reason why we got a divorce? And he never texted back. And I'm like, if I hurt his feelings. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't care. And it makes me so mad because it's somebody that I don't think about most days, you know, like most days I don't ever think about them. I don't have a reason to think about them. I don't care. And then now, like for the past four days, that's all I've been talking about because I'm so pissed off about it. Because if you've been any of my friends, you know, it's like you just don't treat somebody like that. You don't leave out important good things in your life. You know, why? Yes, I like being the friend that you can come and complain to, but I also want you to tell me good stuff. So, yeah, complain about your mom and your stepdad all you want. But please tell me the good stuff in your life, too. I'd like to know. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Hopefully I'll get it out of my system. Hopefully I've gotten it out of my system now. (laughs) I was just going to say. I would just recommend trying to not dwell on it. <laughs> but it looks like it looks like you've been working on it. So, you know, and like you said, you're getting it out of your system. Uh, I'm eating ca- I'm eating Halloween candy, you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> Actually, I just noticed how late it's getting and it's even way later for you. Oh well. So <laughs> I usually I usually go to bed at like one o'clock anyway. But oh, I've also nice. taken a nap so I'm not tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been talking for I think even with our IT issues, <laughs> um, I think we've been talking for like over three hours. So, oh wow, it feels like we barely even scratched the surface. So I'll have to have you on again, bro. Oh jeez, was... yeah, I'm sure people really want to listen to me, like <laughs> drone on about dumb stuff. That's all this show is. <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay. 
one of the one of the nights in New York, um, I was like, oh, I got like five hours. Like I was listening to podcasts when I'd go to sleep. I'd have my earbuds in because the windows were open, so then I could hear like all the outside sounds and stuff. And you know, she was close enough to the train, you could hear all that kind of thing, and just sort of in the distance or whatever. But it's different sounds than what I have. I never have the windows open here because I'm allergic to so many things here. <laughs> that I just can't. I will not wake up if I have the windows open. So I had my earbuds in because it was just a different sound. And one night I had like five hours. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to listen to Joe and Brian because I know that was like five hours and it'll yeah. cover the whole time. <laughs> and at one point I woke up and I heard like a bit that he was talking about. I'm like, I don't remember this from the last time I listened to this. What was I doing? <laughs> but then I remembered that that day that I listened to it, I'd had a meeting and I thought I paused it and I, you know, left my phone in my office and went to my meeting and come back and it had been playing the whole time. So I guess I didn't <laughs> rewind it enough. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that was a crazy long episode. <laughs> it was. It was. So Brian's so much fun to talk to. <laughs> yes, yeah, like uh, we in in Chicago, we were talking about him running track and stuff. i'm like i was like i was not athletic ever (laughs) (laughs) yeah me neither um it's like and this was just right after i had dropped my phone on the ground and shattered the the screen it's like and that's obvious by the fact i couldn't catch my stupid phone (laughs) it was ridiculous that was so much fun i can't i can't wait for you to come too it'll be great and anybody else oh yeah anybody else out there Who's going to come? We'll have to, I don't, I don't know. We're going to have to rent a room to eat somewhere or something. Cause <laughs> something like that. Cause it sounds like there might be a lot of people. That was the best. The night that we all, well, most of us got to go out to eat together. Cause some of them had gone out the night before, but it was so great because we would, we were all sitting in a certain order, but then we were walking to this other place and we all kind of jumbled up and we're talking to new people and, you know, some of us really knew each other, real, some other people really well, and some people didn't know. And, like, Cindy didn't know anybody, and everybody was talking to her because it's, like, she got introduced, and then she said something funny, and then everybody was like, yeah, so. <laughs> nice. I And I told Eric this. I never want people to meet Cindy because I know they'll like her better. <laughs> I'm going to get jealous of my friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, because not only is she cool... She's also really nice, but she thinks I'm really cool. So, you know, <laughs> that's awesome. She doesn't wear all black anymore, which is funny because you wouldn't think if you talked to her, you wouldn't think that she wore all black. But she used to um, just because it was easy, I guess. And uh, but she doesn't. She wears bright colors and she wears like T-shirts and stuff and like really cute little outfits. And uh, part of that is to me. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm a <laughs> well little done. bit nicer. I'm a little <laughs> bit nicer because we live together. So. <laughs> That sounds like a that sounds like a really healthy roommate relationship. <laughs> well, I mean, it's really good because we we um, like almost all the same stuff. Like, there's some things that maybe I like that she doesn't, or the other way around. Because um, she's really into like anime stuff, and I'm not really into that. And like, I like baseball, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't like. I don't have to date any anybody who likes sports. I'm totally fine because if you. I'm fine. I'm I'm used to everyone in baseball, so I'm okay. I don't have to have you like any, you know, <laughs> because I hate like most other like football. I don't care about football or anything. So 
I just rather somebody not like any of it. Um, <laughs> it's like we can have other things and we have different. Um, so, you know, we have some things that are different, and but we're together. It's terrible because we're together all the time because we used to work together. So sometimes it's like, I don't, I don't want to talk to her. And I know sometimes she doesn't want to talk to me because it's like, just, <laughs> yeah, no, I know you what can you tell mean. We start to get a little like, you know, um, uh, prickly is the word that, you know, kind of like, yeah. you're like a, a porcupine. I'm like, ooh, don't get too close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, most of the time we're pretty good. Uh, and I'm still amazed that she can still live. Like, she told me one day she was going to live with me forever, and it made me laugh because it sounded like what I told my mom when I was a kid. <laughs> and I'm like, I hate to burst your bubble, but if for some crazy reason I actually like meet somebody and we get married or we want to move in together or something, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to have you around anymore because <laughs> that gets too complicated. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe next time I can have you and Cindy both on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, every, so then everybody could just like fast forward when I talk and just listen to her. <laughs> oh, she has a really interesting story. I mean, well, her big thing is like, she'll be like, my mom used to be a madam in a whorehouse. And everybody's like, what? Because it sounds, but it's like, yeah, it's Nevada. That's what that happens a lot. People <laughs> work in casinos. They work like that stuff's legal, you know? Yeah. Her mom is really great because she doesn't take shit from anybody and she works at like a boy's home or something now. But um, maybe that's why she likes me because I'm um, a little bit like her mom and her sisters. Maybe that's why we get along so well because I sort of fit into that sort of <laughs> niche where they're all in other towns and stuff. I never thought about that. Yeah. Listen to me. I'm doing some sort of like psychology on myself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shoot. Well, yeah, we really should wrap this up. It's getting pretty late. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I um, am the yeah. worst at getting off of the phone or anything. <laughs> like, poor Rebecca, I talked to her, like, an extra, like, 20 or 30 minutes last night, and I didn't mean to. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, it has been great. Oh, thank you so much, Brooke. This has been awesome, and we will definitely do this again. And um, Awesome. Hope, hopefully before C2E2. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um We've got a lot of time before that, so I'll definitely get you on again before then. I'll be driving. I can take my computer. We can just see how many people we can get talking on one microphone or something at a time and just record us all being stupid. Oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right so. on. So, um, yeah, do you want to mention any of your podcasts again? Okay. I never got around to completely finish the one about me and Emily because whatever. Of course I didn't. Okay. <laughs> so the old Golden Girls one is called Picture It. It's picture it pod on Twitter. It's on Facebook. Uh, there will be new ones soon. I'm I on everything I've been on lately. I've been putting out a call to anybody who wants to do season two, any of the episodes. Um, uh, I think Paul called some episodes, but I don't think they're season two. I think they're later. Because uh, he said him and his wife like them. Um, I think Jesse said something about like she loves that show too. So anybody, if you want to be on it, do it with me. Uh, just with Cindy's crazy schedule, I can't always get to do it with her. And sometimes she's too tired to deal with it. Um, so that's cool. Love that. Um, I, we are doing Cosbuddies. 
the next episode should be out after you listen to this. <laughs> hmm. uh, it should be out uh, pretty soon. It is just going to be me and Rebecca. And, uh, but that's fun. That's me and Eric Marable. We are co- at CosBuddies on Twitter, CosBuddies on Facebook. We've got an Instagram, CosBuddies. But if you want to email us, CosBuddiesPod at Gmail because someone fucking had CosBuddies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, for nothing Sneaky else except fuckers. for Gmail. Yeah, Gmail was the only one they had it for. I'm like, what the hell? Um, anyway. <laughs> and then uh, me and Emily are doing... What we're doing that is... Um, the All the Agatha Christie stuff is actually called Applaud for Murder. Oh, nice. That's a cool title. Thank you. Thank you. I made it up. Because, uh, you know, they all have like cool names like that. So, um, so yeah. The ones that's going to be like the one-off or the two-off kind of TV shows that have that sort of tropes, those are going to be on bumpers uh, under Applaud for Murder. And then the others should be on iTunes. We're going to try to record like a little welcome episode zero kind of thing for the Amazon shows. And then maybe if any, you know, if we end up doing one for the uh, Murder on the Orient Express and all that kind of thing, uh, which is actually a... Another Doctor Who episode that we might do because it's called Mummy on the Orient Express because obviously that's anyway, <laughs> um, and it's like a murder mystery too. It's pretty great. Um, so yeah, that's applied for murder. We're excited about that because she loves she loves Agatha Christie, and I haven't really read any of her stuff. So that's what I'm doing is I'm going to read the book as each one of the one of the miniseries comes out uh so it'll be fresh yeah and um this one this first one i'm gonna have out too gonna have read too soon because i was so excited about it i checked it out from the library and they're not coming out till closer to christmas so whatever (laughs) (laughs) those sound awesome but yeah so it should be fun and it'll be exciting because that's like she's read emily's read all those kind of books like her whole life like she's a voracious voracious I can't get that word out. Uh, reader. It's just uh-huh. too late. Can't speak. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, she's, uh, she reads a lot. And, <laughs> nice. um, so it's, it's going to be cool. Kind of like me being like first time kind of person who's just sort of familiar with her ideas and like her characters and stuff to someone who's read like, about all of her characters and all that kind of thing that's coming together. But uh, I think she's real excited about it. I am. You know, we, we live two hours apart, so we don't get to see each other very often. And, and, um, so it'll be cool. We get to talk to each other once a week or once every two weeks or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again, Brooke. This has been really fun. (laughs) Until next time. I just thought that. (laughs) Until next time. Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If you have any questions or comments on what you just heard, you can email me at startcastpod at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at the Tubby Ninja, or you can check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash startcastpod. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs>